This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces, stay away from Istvan 5. The fort flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Vulcan and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners, and welcome to episode 110 of the Radio Freest Van podcast, a Horus Heresy 30K podcast. My name is Michael. I got my co-host Derek here. Gonna say what's going on, Derek. How's it hanging, everybody? We also have my co-host, powerful Scott. Gonna say what's going on, Scott. I'm recording this in my kitchen, so if you hear background noise, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I can't get downstairs. Really. All right, I'm fucking, I'm enfeebled. He's got a bionic. Just knee slide now on your belly like a penguin down a hill. <laughs> There's only two ways I get downstairs right now: very quickly or very slowly. So. <laughs> the problem is sliding back up, Ryan. That's it doesn't work like it does in Mario. <laughs> they call it an army crawl for a reason, and he was in the infantry. He knows how to do that shit. He's not fooling me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that fourth voice you hear is powerful Ryan. Go and say what's going on, Ryan. Hello, everyone. This is the second time we're recording this. The first time Derek said good morning, everyone, and I was going to bust his balls about how did he know that people were only going to listen to this in the morning. But then he changed it the second time we ran through it, and it ruined my whole fucking intro. So thanks, Derek. <laughs> All momentum's been lost. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. I'm I'll just, go just to close done, up. done with the show. I can get. <laughs> close up. <laughs> fucking deal with it. All right. So anyway, guys, we got a fantastic show for you all. Uh, so I know last week we did the World Eaters episode and we promised all of you guys that we'd get to your sweet-ass voicemails and emails this week. And then, uh, you know, G-Dub Forge World decides to just completely ruin that for you guys and <laughs> do something <laughs> like release the FAQs for everybody on a Monday. <laughs> like such a, this glorious, glorious July night they're going to release these FAQs. So naturally we've got to you know, discuss these immediately as pretty much every single uh, Facebook chat and group that I'm a part of that has anything to do with Horace Heresy was just on fire today talking about these FAQs, all the things that were changing and everything like that. So we're going to go ahead and go through these FAQs. We're going to run all of them through the Kimmel computer and it's going to spit out, you know, all the things that we need to know and all the things that are coming to a change. Naturally, you can read them by yourself, but, you know, are you going to process them as well without hearing Ryan's beard tell you how Probably. to do it? Probably. Probably not. Probably, Probably. not. Probably. <laughs> Ryan's going to tell you why you why it's a bad <laughs> idea to think that Dreadnought Drop Pod, the whole shitload of Drop <laughs> Box Dread, he's going to shit all over that cool idea that you had. He's going to take your initial reaction and tell you why that's wrong. <laughs> 100%. So anyway, so if you want to grab your, your FAQs, you know, if you printed them out, and uh, you have them on some... One really big scroll. One really long scroll, because <laughs> you have a cool printer like that. Uh, we're going to go through the general FAQs, which is going to be just general errata. Then we're going to go over the drop pod FAQs. And then we're going to go over the Horus Heresy Custodes errata. And uh, that's the order we're going to be taking this in. And then we actually have the list that we printed out on the cakes... That we sent to Forge World oh so long ago, and uh, about a year and a half ago, and we're gonna compare and see. It's way longer than that. It was not last November, but the November before. 
So about a year and a half, right? Yeah? Yeah, yeah I guess. A little over. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, a little over a year and a half. It's fine. It, this is all fine. <laughs> so about a year and eight months. But <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> who's counting? <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, we're going to go over that. We're going to see what they did answer and then what is still left on the table for some reason. Maybe they just thought it didn't need clarifying or things like that. Uh, before we get going, I did want to let you guys know that uh, jump infantry in Raven Guard don't get infiltrate. We've, I just want to let y'all know. I just want to discuss that now. They don't do it. We've so all you, all you listeners out there. Also, 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 drop pods are not and were never a mobile units. Their unit type was never immobile. Just get it out there, guys. All these arguments, like, just get them out, like. Oh, I won this argument. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> it's like it's that good feeling you feel inside where like you just like wish that you could like go find that old post where somebody was arguing with you about it and you just be like remember this? Here's look look at your failure. <laughs> so anyway. I got I all that, that out when the, when the multi bombing thing happened. Didn't you though? That Didn't was we all that was the ultimate Mm. Mm. be doing some night flying tonight boys it's <laughs> a pretty exciting little <laughs> night going on so yeah so we're not going to do any hobby progress we're not going to do anything like that I mean ne- that's we're just going to have to push that to next week but we got a whole bunch of stuff next week we've got the uh, I got a Warzone Houston breakdown I want to talk to you guys about uh, we got some emails we got to go through we got tons of voicemails we got tons of lists but, I mean, I think understandably you guys all realize that this takes priority. I mean, this is only something we've been working on as a community for a year and a half now. Like, it's like, it's it's the cows have come home, boys. So. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm going to have to look that up. Ch- <laughs> I don't know either. Don't, don't look the gift cow in the mouth. <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the saying. But anyway, so... If you want to pull up the General Arata, man, you're fucking me up, Derek. Okay. Meet this right General here. Arata. This? Yes, I got it. Right here on my phone. Yep. Let's go ahead and start. Let's break this down. All right. So, first things first, this is the Forge World FAQ and rules clarification for the Horus Heresy Age of Darkness rules version 1.0. Uh, with the release of the Horus Heresy Age of Darkness rule book, certain rules of the Forge World Horus Heresy army list and campaign books may have changed or do not work as intended in the spirit of the game. The following is a compilation of clarifications and more commonly asked questions which we have received regarding these changes. They received them through emails, through Facebook messages, uh, somebody mailed in some questions, I'm sure, and uh, at one point they were delivered uh, seven sheet cakes with them on it. Uh, so I'm glad that they got them all. Um, yeah. There's no, there's no, like, there's no doubt that they got these questions from the community. Yeah, keep in mind these are all clarifications. Yes, just clarifications. So first things first, updates and rules errata. The Horus Heresy Age of Darkness rulebook, Perils of the Warp on page 29. Add the following to the end of the first paragraph under the heading Perils of the Warp. If a vehicle suffers a Perils of the Warp, it always experiences the psychic backlash result on the Perils of the Warp table. Uh, is there any psychic vehicles right now? Yeah, there. there is. Oh, yeah, yeah. the Osirene Dreadnought and the Warlord Titan. Ooh, okay. the Ordo Sinister. Yeah. So it. Always... What's psychic back? Oh, so psychic backlash is the psyker suffers one wound slash glancing hit with no saves allowed of any kind. 
So I think the reason they did that is so you couldn't shoot a warlord with a like twenty point sister model and it roll a six and remove it from the game, so like a That's four thousand point model. Shucks. That's fair. But I never <laughs> thought that my sisters could take down a warlord titan until just now, and like you got my mind going. And so all I need is thirty, thirty you can grenade still do launchers. It, just not with the one model. Yeah. Well, it would take three units of sisters. It would take. Much less than 4, well, no, because you got all the all you got all the inquisitors with the fucking missiles. There's all kinds of ways to that have scythe stuff in that army. Yeah, I was just thinking like 30, 30 uh, whole points of uh, grenade launchers. Grenade launchers, thirty grenade launcher girls. But I mean that Titan is only available to talons, so you'd have to be fighting talons on talons. It wouldn't make sense. You're right. <laughs> so anyway alright next change cause it doesn't seem like that's ever gonna bother anybody besides the one talent or the one uh, Osiren or, or owner out there and a bunch of Thousand Sons players who don't care about their contemptors uh, next one comes vehicles and ordnance weapons replace the entire paragraph headed vehicles and ordnance weapons with the following Vehicles may fire ordnance weapons. A vehicle that fires an ordnance weapon may only make snapshots with any other weapon that turn. Unlike other units, vehicles can both move and shoot with ordnance weapons in the same turn. Cool. The book used to have... It had contradiction. It had statements in the book that contradicted each other, but everybody already played it this way. So it's just telling you to play it the way everybody already played it. It says you've been doing good. Add the following bullet point to list of available super heavy vehicles under the Penelope, pen, pen, Panoply of War. Panoply of War? Pan, Panabundus of War. Uh, then it has all the knights. <laughs> yeah. And all of the following units use the same army at list entries taken from the Questorus Knight Crusade Army list. In all cases, remove the household rank special rule. So now you can take like a poor Phyron and all that other shit that you couldn't take except in a few lists and all lists yep Ooh, did you see this though oh that's a castorus knight dominus okay yeah that's not a never mind. dominus class no. that's not dominus class okay got a little excited there next thing on here uh under the reserves under the heading arriving from reserves replace the third paragraph of the following some special rules can modify the role required for a unit to arrive from reserves. Regardless of the modifiers, a natural of a 1 always means that this unit in re question remains in reserve, and a natural roll of a 6 always means that this unit in question arrives from reserve. <sighs> this is cute, but why didn't they just modify the rulebook under modifying dice like we've been asking for a long time that just says, you know, a natural roll of a 1 is a 1, and a natural roll of a 6 is a 6. <laughs> for yeah, that everything. Like, yeah, you could just put that at the beginning. Add to the front of the book. A natural roll of a one is always passed. Natural roll of a six is always... Or natural one of a pass. A natural roll of a one is always a fail. Natural one roll of a six is always passed. I guess in the case of like... In the case of like certain checks that wouldn't work. I don't know. I just know that it caused... Like this... The, mo the modifying dice mechanic is bad. It needs to be rewritten because it messes up so many things. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, they fixed the reserves. What What could you like, do to for make example, the reserves go like, below? Like, 
if, if somebody has a shield, like the new custode shield is minus one to hit, right? So if I have rending close combat attacks, or sorry, yeah, right, is that to hit? That's to hit, not for rending. Never mind. What, what, what's another good, there was another example I was thinking of. Oh, precision shots. If, and precision strikes, because precision strike says on a roll of a six to hit this model, you can pick where it goes. Well, because you can never roll a six, because the shield gives you minus one, you can never precision strike them. Oh my god. If I was using my execution blades on my sister against custodes, I can never get AP2. Yep. Shit like that. It's just weird. It's like even though you roll a six, it's not a six because it's a five, even though it's a six. But it's not. Fuck. Well, in this case, they fixed it for arriving from reserves because that okay. gets exploited so much. Yeah. <laughs> Under the heading preferred enemy, add the following at the end of the text. If a model with a rule makes attacks against a mixed unit that has one or more of the models to which the preferred enemy rule pertains, but is not entirely composed of such models, it may still benefit from the effects of preferred enemy for all attacks made against that unit. For a model with preferred enemy independent character, for example, a model with a preferred enemy independent character may re-roll failed to hit and to wound rolls against all models in the unit, which has been joined by an independent character. Bubba bam. Like, this is the exact, like, the exact question I had, like, three years ago for, yep. uh, for the... God Slayer... Decapitation strike. 7,000 yeah. list or whatever. But yeah, yeah, decapitation strike. That's the exact question I had for it. Was uh, was if like if there is a character in the unit, do all my seekers and everything, all my birthdays, and get preferred enemy because there's an independent character in there. And what's funny is when I originally got the answer from this, this actually lets you guys realize like whenever somebody like shoves the email in their face that they got from Forge World, like this is it. this is what Forge World says. Like whenever I first asked Forge World about that question, oh so long ago. Uh, they told me that as long as the independent character is the closest model, that's how you determine whether or not. Like, if it's in the unit, that's fine. But if it's the closest model, then you can get preferred enemy. So, that wasn't like, even Billy the intern. That was Billy the intern's eight-year-old sister that happened to be walking by his laptop that he took home and answered that. Yeah, dude, it was. Uh, I remember that, and like, I remember, like, I had it printed. So, like, because I like. You know, that was my Godslayer list. So, like, it was, like, very specific how I made that work. And then, like, I'm like, no, this is how it, like, this is how it works, see? <laughs> like, you gotta... I just... As long as he's the front of the model, he's the first model I'm hitting. No, like, oh, Forge enemy. World says. And then Cadus next says, yeah, man, Forge World says. <laughs> yeah. Rerolling ones. Anywho. So, yeah, that got fixed. That needed to get fixed, I guess. Clarify. It's pretty good. That's how they originally clarified it, though. Like, that's the original yeah, way they clarified it. That's the old 40K FAQ. That's how they answered it. Yeah. The 40K 7th edition FAQ that got pushed onto Heresy answered it that same way. Exactly. Uh, the next change that came up, special rules. Uh, under the heading sniper, add the following at the end of the text. If a model making a shooting attack would normally need less than a 4-plus to wound, thanks to the weapon's strength, the better to wound roll is still used. Similarly, the weapon they are using already has a superior AP value. That AP is still used. Attacks with a blaster template weapon may never benefit from the effects of the sniper rule. Don't need this anymore. 
<laughs> Glad you fixed those... it. Don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> All those reconnaissance squads, people are running. At least they got. Watch out. <laughs> what do you mean? Those have sniper rifles that don't have a strength. I don't. I can't think of anything now with sniper that oh, doesn't have God. that has a strength. Not, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Woo. Toss that one out the window. R.I.P. Marksman Vets. Yep. See ya. Uh, okay, next one. Field artillery weapons. Replace the quad launcher frag weapon with the following profile. Quad launcher frag. 12 to 60 inch range. Strength 5. AP 5. Heavy 4. Barrage. Blast. Note, this profile plays all other instances of the weapons profile for the quad launcher in all rule books. Campaign books and army list books. Uh, so what they, makes like it, drop they pinning? Take out they the... drop pin. They took pinning off of it because it used to, or it used to say minus one to all pinning checks, but barrage lost pinning, and it didn't have pinning naturally. So it just had some random text on there that made it appear that if it had pinning without actually have pinning, so they just got rid of that. Finally, that's been a scar on Horus Heresy for like four years right now. So, next one, Graviton Weapons. Replace the Graviton Imploder weapon profile with the following. Graviton Imploder, range 18 inches, strength double star, AP2. Type, salvo 2-4, concussion, Graviton Implosion. Graviton Implosion means instead of rolling to wound normally on this weapon, any model that is hit by it by an attack with a special roll must roll equal to or under the strength or suffer a roll one wound. Roll 3d6 for armor penetration against targets with armor value. Roll separately for each successful hit. So, so this this was the, what this was what they put out at the weekender. We knew this was coming. Yep, nothing crazy there. It's just finally legit now. Yeah, and you can read it. Where it looked like it said AP one. It's it's still AP two. Uh, next thing, Legion Master of the Signal Console, page 19. Under the heading Special Rules, amend the bullet point bombardment to read, Bombardment, once per game, in lieu of firing a weapon in the shooting phase, Master of the Signal can opt to call in a bombardment attack against the enemy. This attack needs to not select the same target as the enemy unit, as the any unit to which the Master of the Signal is attached, and may be made even if the model has moved this turn or is embarked upon a vehicle, uh, in which case he must use a fire point but may not be made in the same turn as using a Cognisignum. This attack has a falling profile, as shown in page 19. So they just buff this for some random reason. But yeah, okay. he can move now. Buff. Well, he can move, he can be in a vehicle, and he doesn't have to do it to the same target that the rest of the unit shoots at. Yep. Pretty good. Yeah. They they buffed it, but they were like, by the way, you can't use your Cognisignum while you're blowing people up. It's like, oh, well, you know, I wasn't. But oh shucks! Yeah, <laughs> I uh, was too busy uh, exploding people infinite range away. Um, but I will not buff this unit that I'm attached to, that I forgot I was attached to because I don't have to shoot the same unit. <laughs> so, too busy going all broken arrow <laughs> for real. So cool, cool buff on the master of the signal, uh, master of the signal buff there. You definitely. Um, uh, definitely fix that question I didn't have, but I appreciate it. It is a clarification. Uh, what's that? No, no, that's a. It didn't clarify anything. That just changed the rule. That's what it says that they're doing. That's what it said they're doing. They're clarifying. It clearly states that all of these are clarifications. They're clarifying, clarifications. clarifying that this is a totally different rule. 
You're playing. Uh, actually, <laughs> you've been playing it wrong the whole time. You should have been <laughs> playing it this way, which is entirely different than the way before. Even though the way before didn't have any questions on how it was used. I know, anyway, like, go ahead, is, Mike. This is a very weird clarification because, like, it was just like somebody was like, "You know, we're not selling enough of." Master of the signal. You think that's a weird clarification? Well, you're not selling any because all you gotta do is stick an antenna backpack on a marine and go. That's a master of the signal. <laughs> you know what we're also not selling enough of? The Legion Champion console. <laughs> yeah. No, this thing legit needed fixed. So let's go ahead and clarify the Legion Champion console. So under the heading War Gear, what they meant to add was. A Legion champion may take a Paragon blade for plus twenty points. They wanted to clarify that not only like, <laughs> they wanted to clarify that that there should have been an additional point of points in there. Uh, it, they didn't mean power weapon; they meant Paragon blade for twenty points. So, uh, so yeah, dude, like it, this is exciting. <laughs> the Legion champion, like, legitimately. That's pretty cool, though. Like, legitimately is going to do work now. This is going to be yep. a. This is pretty much he's an a- auto occlude in my uh, my like any zone mortalis list for me now. Like champions coming, <laughs> he'll be doing work, but oh, under a thousand points, yeah, because you can't take a praetor. So yeah, you just toss a champion in God. there and he just goes to town. Got's airbrushing right into the microphone. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, so definitely, definitely two units that got buffed. They got clarified. They clarify 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 got buffed. They're better than we thought they were this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> there was like a one of those uh, one of those little like make your own adventure flip things where it's like, okay, what do you do? Do you flip it up? It's like, oh, <laughs> the whole time they were good. <laughs> Some kind of fucked up advent calendar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just clarify that they were better than. Than what they were. Uh, next clarification. <laughs> uh, <laughs> replace the text under the bullet point war gear. To, this is for the cha- the chaplain console. Replaces the chainsword or combat blade or power weapon if in Terminator armor with a Crozius Arcanum, which is a power weapon type as shown on model. The Crozius Arcanum is a chaplain symbol of office and may not be replaced by any other weapons. Oh. So. so this sucks for chaplains and Terminator armor because it was always cool to uh, give them a chain fist or something, but now you can't. Now you gotta beat the crap out of people with your AP3 weapon, even though you're cool in your Terminator armor and you're just gonna be weaker than everybody else. No, it doesn't have to be AP3. You can take an axe. And you can take your axe, Crozius. It's just poor chaplains. They didn't need to get nerfed. They were doing fine. Well, they didn't nerf it. They only nerfed the Terminator armor option. Yeah, but but it was awesome. It is a nerf. There's a whole bunch of people that would, that, would, <laughs> that would speak differently as they're breaking their models right now. It's a soft nerf. The only thing nerf. that's weird about this is, like, there's a ton of other models. Like, okay, so a librarian has a Force Axe. Now I put him in Terminator armor. Does he have a Force Axe and a power weapon? Like, it's the same thing. Like, it's no different. It's a symbol of office, Ryan. No, he but... never gives it up. What I'm saying is, the question was, that we asked, was, if you take Terminator armor and a template of a 
a console template that also has some other type of weapon, do you get both the Terminator weaponry and the console weaponry on top of it where you have like a fucking wagon full of weapons like the Doom guy that you can switch through like a first-person shooter? Or do you like replace one or the other or what happens? So they answered it by only answering it on one console, <laughs> but not doing it on any of the other ones. I guess we'll just have to figure the rest out. So like, yeah, we'll does a Primus Medicaid have a needle pistol and a combi bolter and a power weapon? And yes. The, and the North, Northesium? Yes. Yes, they do. You, you, nice. get what, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, this doesn't answer the question. It does on one no, model. Yeah. No, I get it. I get 100% where we're, where we're coming from on this one. It's just... Okay. Anyway, go ahead. I'd rather give up my bolter. And I think I think you would too. <laughs> if you were a chaplain. They said, do you want to give up your bolter? Or would you like to give up your crozius? <laughs> do, do you want... <laughs> your power fist. <laughs> this My crozius is a chain fist, bitch. It has some symbols <laughs> on it. We're good to go. <laughs> I'd wear my crozius around my neck like Flavor Flav. <laughs> yep. I'd take both. Anyway. Uh, next clarification, veteran tactics. In the veteran tactics box out, replace the bullet point marksman with the following. Stalkers. The unit gets the scout special rule. So, I've been playing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> yeah, they clarified that it didn't actually say marksman. It said stalkers the whole time. Um, yeah. I, thought, dude, I, I was reading it all weird. I don't know how much we want to dig into this right now, but there's like, uh, there's a whole bunch of crazy shit you can do with scout on vets. So, don't be too sad. Yeah. <laughs> don't be don't beat yourself up over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say that probably has the biggest impact of anything they put in here, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of people running. Uh, Running marksman vets out there was a pretty. I mean, uh, it's not going to be the same. Vets aren't not being used anymore. I mean, they're still machine killer vets. They're still, you know, they're still this vets. They're still well, like somebody was like, "Uh, they had to change this because nobody was using tacticals." Okay, let me tell you this, sir. If we got rid of the veteran tactic special rule altogether, if we just got rid of it, and they still just had. The stat line that they have, the extra close combat weapon that they come with for free, and the same war gear selection that they have now, and they were still only 35 points more, I'm still taking it over Tactical Marines. It has nothing to do with Marksman. So, <laughs> it is what it is, but whatever. R.I.P. Marksman vets. You did good. You fought for You fought for us all. Uh, next thing, Implacable Advance. Replace all text under the heading Implacable Advance to read, units with this special rule are always counted as scoring units in any mission where troops are also counted as scoring units. Hmm. I thought it said that before. No, it just meant that they always count as scoring units. So I think what they're saying is in those missions where it's like, only a heavy can capture this unit. It's like I don't think there's any of those say, missions, like, so... All those missions uh -huh. say, in addition to troops, heavy support can also blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know. It's it's or maybe it was like only HQs can capture this unit or something like that. Some FAQs answer questions. The all- Some raise more. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is the fucking uh there's special what's that one? It's oh, fuck. The the raid missions or whatever where they have like an attacker and defender and the one is where you get to take you have to take elites instead of troops and your elite score not your troops. Oh, in yep. conquest book 4. Yeah, whatever that is. That's the only thing I can But then it still doesn't matter because this says mission not I don't know. Whatever. I don't think this changes anything, but okay. <laughs> yeah. If so you know it, what this like, changes, let me know, but I don't think that this changes anything. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I have to dig deeper. We'll have to clarify this further. We need to clarify this clarification. Yeah. Uh, apothecary and detachment. Add the following bullet point under the heading unit composition. For the purposes of the mission, which make use of the victory points for killing units, the apothecary and detachment is not considered to be a separate unit, and victory points cannot be scored for its destruction. Woo! Yeah. This is one of, like, 9,000 questions about how apothecaries integrate into units that they answered. Hey, but it was the imp- it was it was important. We needed to know if <laughs> I was going to win or lose the game <laughs> based on my apothecaries. This is going to overturn some games that somebody played, like, this weekend. Dude, for real. Somebody's going to get some pissed off texts. Son of a... I lost ah. by two points, and I had two <laughs> apothecaries that I counted. Everybody played it this way already. Ugh. Legion Dreadnought Talon. Under the heading Dedicated Transport, replace the bullet point with the following. A Legion Dreadnought Talon numbering a single Dreadnought may select a Legion Drop Pod or Legion Dreadnought Drop Pod as a dedicated transport. So it finally happened. I mean, we went all these years knowing that a Legion Drop Pod could carry a Dreadnought, but no Dreadnought could ride in it. It was like... It's like... Box Dreads some what point, people are Box dreads. Yeah, box dreads. But we've not like it's done, it's been able to carry a dreadnought for years. We just never got to take one in it. Like it had the it had the the foot placing in there for it and everything. Like like people would be like, you know what fit weird and real nice a dreadnought. You could probably just bring a dreadnought here, and it's finally happened. It's gonna like sidestep out the doors though. It's like when they originally wrote these rules and they said like Legion drop pod can hold ten marines or a dreadnought. And they winked at you. They just went. Eh? <laughs> well, even like, in, I... if you remember in the old, in the original orbital assault, you could. It you. It was clear that you could. That was the only way to do it, though, because in the original orbital assault, it said Legion dreadnoughts can take dreadnought drop or can take Legion drop pods or dreadnought drop pods. And then when they redid all the rights of war, when they did the new red book, they took that part out, but then still left the. Where a dreadnought drop, or where a normal drop pod could hold a dreadnought. Exactly. And now they've added. Dreadnought. Now they've added it back in. Yeah, I don't know if it's because they felt bad that they didn't. They don't make drop pods anymore for dreadnoughts, or I don't know what's going on. But either way, I'm glad they did because that is 65 points that I did not want to spend anymore. Start say, pinching them pennies on, on your box dreads. On my box dreads. My brother sneak that. <laughs> I know for real, dude. I've got a. I've, hey, I have 
four little box dreads for my Blood Angels that were taking expensive ass dreadnought drop pods. Now that's 240 points that I get back to spend on <laughs> more box dreads. Passing the savings on to you. <laughs> Passing the savings more on more victory points dreads. for you cough up. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze some of them new, them new fancy vets in there. <laughs> them stalkers in there. Yeah. <laughs> in your oral assault list. <laughs> All right, so that 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 came out. That's awesome. Uh, Dreadnought Talon, replace the text under the Dreadnought Talon special rule with the following: A Dreadnought Talon's specific formation designed to operate as a clenched fist on the battlefield in order to smash through the fiercest resistance. But given the power and individuality of the Dreadnought themselves, operates more akin to a warrior band than a squadron unit. When first deployed on the battlefield, either at the start of the game or when arriving via reserves later on. The Dreadnoughts and the Talon must be placed within six inches of each other and afterwards are treated as a vehicle squadron but operate independently as individual units for the purposes of taking... No, 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 no. you read that wrong. Afterwards, what? they are not treated as a vehicle squadron. And afterwards, they're not, not treated... Yeah, dude, I, was, I was reading it and my brain was going like, how the fuck are you treating this as a vehicle unit or a squad... Okay, yeah, so not. Are not treated as vehicle squadron but operate independently as individual units for the purposes of taking any action... As well as for determining victory points and missions which make victory points for destroying units. This version of the Dreadnought's Talon replaces all other instances in the rule books, campaign books, and army list books. Cool. How do they deep strike in? In drop pods. Drop pods. In in orbital assault. Yeah, but the Dreadnoughts and a Talon must be placed within six inches of each other and afterwards. So like So are they like they deployed? have to deep strike in with each other? Yeah, do they come in yeah. as one unit? Yeah, you roll once for the Talon, you place the first pod, roll scatter, and then place the next one within six inches, roll scatter, so on and so forth. Okay, okay. Now, the thing with this is, I don't I, was, I, I don't know if this is just a reprinting. Like, I feel like this is how it was already. Once again, there are like three or four questions about Dreadnought Talons that aren't this, that didn't get answered, and they just reprinted this. So I don't really understand, but okay. Well, they clarified this one. Like, how does this work for Mariscara? How does this work for Blood Angels? How does this work for several other things? <laughs> like, oh, that's right, the Blood what Angels. This, what does this count as during army construction? One unit or three units? We don't know. Well, yeah. Well, I have gotten this question before on how it works, and I just told people confidently that it worked like this, even though I don't, I don't think it had. Like, I just, <laughs> I just, like, sure no, no, this is how it works. I'm pretty sure it already worked this way. Okay, well, that's fair. Uh, okay, Legion Seeker Squad. Under the heading Options, amend the third bullet to point to read: Any model of the unit may exchange their bolter for a combi weapon for plus five points apiece. You misread where it said ten. It really meant it really said five the whole time. Yeah, they're just clarifying that it was a five and not a one zero. They're clarifying that the that the way they view numbers is different than the way we view numbers, <laughs> and that the, the the intention the whole time was it to be five points. You, it was it was a ten that was actually a five. Yeah, they were actually doing it some weird base five system. Duly noted. Duly noted. Yeah. If you get it together, people. It's a ten that identified as a five. Yep. 
they had to clarify that. Uh, Rights of War, the Sky Hunter Phalanx, under the bullet point rapid encirclement, amend the text to read, units entirely composed, composed of jet bikes, including those taken as mounts by independent characters, may be removed from play at the beginning of their own movement phase and placed on ongoing reserves as long as they did not arrive from reserves on the same turn, are not falling back, and are not locked in combat. These units must automatically re-enter play from reserves in the controlling player's next turn using the outflank special rule. So there's a similar rule that is also in the Dark Angel Raven Ring Ride of War that they didn't mention. I don't know why they didn't just mention it here to cover both of them, but I'm assuming that you would just treat it the same way. You know what I mean? I guess so. You know that's not going to happen. <laughs> you there's know there's go- still going to yeah. be like, people I, I have jump, jumping out of combat. Yeah, there are, yeah, yeah. There's still going to so, be people who just leave combat all of a sudden and be like, "No, they fixed the other Rider right War. This is the good one." It was, <laughs> it was meant to just be a Dark Angels thing. Yeah, Dark Angels is better at it. Well, this says, yeah, yeah, but you get what I mean, right? Like, so yeah, like just use this for all instances of the rule that's similar to that. Like, don't don't be the guy that's like, "Well, this Dark Angel one doesn't say that." Well. Come on, bud. You know better. Yeah. That's why you got to wait an extra book. Yeah. Okay. So next one. Uh, Augury Scanner. Replace the final sentence under the heading Augury Scanner with the following. This makes me so sad. Anyway, go ahead. If, if a unit has at least one model with an Augury Scanner, all of the ranged weapons in that unit gain the Interceptor Special Rule. this seems totally fair for five points and the fact that you can put it on like every goddamn unit in the game in a marine army so the only difference there between interceptor and the bastardized version of interceptor uh was the type of weapons and the 18 inch range right yeah and 18 oh yeah the 18 inch range that's the important one so now it's unlimited range so it's like Oh, I'm going to walk my... I'm going to... Is it... Wait, hang on. Oh, and it's also... Before, it was only Deep Strike. Or now, it's just Interceptor. So it's like, oh, I'll just outflank these tanks. Well, no, because I'll just shoot them. Because before, it was Deep Strike. Or I'll walk my guys on to the back of the board. Well, that's okay. I'll still intercept them. Say say what's up to these Iron Havocs, boys. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And it's Last it's cannons. unlimited range. <laughs> so like you can put an apothecary with nearly any unit in the game, which can buy a five point augury scanner. You can put a master of the signal with literally I mean even Terminator, like whatever the fuck you want. Same thing. Uh, so I don't like this cha- like I like it that they cleaned up the augury scanner. I do not like that they removed the range um and made it all weapon types. I think it's it's fucking broken now, and it really I don't know. It's going to lead to a lot of fucking problems, and there's a, like this invalidates a lot of other fucking choices that you could do against a lot of armies. I hear you, and it's people are like, oh well. Uh, I'm like, okay, so ten augury scanners is fifty points. I mean, when are you going to have more than 10 fucking units? Like, you're literally... It's stupid not to just put an augury scanner on every fucking unit in your army now. It, it, 
you'll get so much use out of it. It just seems really stupid, but that's just free me. real estate. <laughs> free real estate. Yeah, yep. Iger scanners are very powerful. Very, very powerful. Maybe they should limit the people who can take them. Take yeah, care. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan of this change at all. I'm a fan, like I said, of them changing the wording where it didn't make any sense on what phase it was in, but I do not like that it's true interceptor. It's way too easy to get and way too many, way too cheap. Yeah, definitely will make for some uh, gun line armies. Definitely will. It's going to be awesome. Like people who think this is good have never played against like seventh edition Tau where they had to pay way more than five points for it and had more limited access to it than this. And it was fucking awful. And now it's like, this is way worse. So. So have fun with those dreadnoughts and drop pods, boys. <laughs> yeah, oh, we will. <laughs> they won't just die to sunder rounds off that quad mortar battery that has a fucking master signal or apothecary stand in it. I don't know. It's almost like it definitely needs some some limits. Some additional clarification. <laughs> yeah, if you could clarify that you didn't actually mean to give him Interceptor, I'd appreciate that. Or what would what would a price what what what, what price would you put on giving a unit Interceptor, true Interceptor? A range. 18-inch range would, would help. No, I mean, like, points-wise. Points-wise to give any unit Interceptor. Oh, as is. Oof. 25. I mean, yeah. I mean, the problem with that is it's, like, obviously it's more valuable to intercept with LAS cannons than fucking bolt guns. That's why I hate when they do blanket pricing on shit. But, I don't know. But Scott's on the right track. But, I mean, even that, I don't know. It's just... I just think it should have like some type of limit, like range, like Scott said. Yeah. Okay. Well, bummer town. Uh, okay. Next one. Uh, combat shields and boarding shields. Page one thirty one. Replace the section titled "Combat Shields and Boarding Shields" with the following. Uh, combat shields confer a 6-plus invulnerable save, increased to 5-plus in close combat. Boarding shields confer a 6-plus invulnerable save, increased to 5-plus in close combat. Models which have successfully charged any unit in which the majority of the models are equipped with boarding shields do not gain bonus attacks from charging. However, if the charged unit was already locked in combat from a previous turn, the attacker gains bonus as normal. Uh, boarding shields are far heavier and more cumbersome than combat shields. Models equipped with them cannot claim an extra attack for being armed with additional close combat weapon and may not use any weapon with a two-handed special rule. So this is exactly the same other than the fact that it has to be a majority of models now. So there's no more putting a boarding shield on a character and putting that lone character in a unit and gaining the benefits of defensive grenades. Yep. So I'm not opposed to that. The only thing is now just remove the boarding shield option from the characters. It's absolutely pointless. Yeah. I don't yeah. Like it only matters if he's standing by himself. Because if you put him in a unit, like he's not going to be the majority because he's attached to the unit unless he gets down to one model in him. So I guess when it's him and one other model, you get to use it or if he's on his own. 
But if he's in a unit that has two models in it, he's no longer the majority. And if he's in a unit with boarding shields, even when they all die, and there's only one guy with the boarding shield left, and just the character, it's still the majority's boarding shield, so he gets the benefit. So, like, I don't... It's like, now it's just a useless option on a character. So it would have been easier just to remove the option from the character. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to really make everybody mad who converted up boarding shields on literally every independent <laughs> character. Hey, man, <laughs> my boarding shield looks just like a combat shield, so... Yeah. <laughs> Joke's on them. <laughs> yeah. What do you... Like, it, you're making them mad either way, Michael. It's the same. Like, just get rid of the option. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. I'm fine with it either way. It just... There was an easier way to fix it. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Kitty, that was embarrassing. Uh, Narthaceum. Uh, replace the fall under the heading for Narthaceum with the following. While any model carrying the specialized medical alchemic gear, alchemical gear in the unit is in play, all models in the Legion Star Special Rule unit, including any independent characters with the Legion Star Special Rule that have joined the unit, gain the Feel No Pain Special Rule. So no more Primarchs with Feel No Pain. Yep, no! God damn it! <laughs> yep. Because you have to have the Legion of Stardis rule. Yes. Yes. Shit. But before it said they had to be a Space Marine, right? That was the issue? It said, it said Space, it said Marine, space yeah. Marine models, which to me was everything in the Space Marine list. So... Like, we meant I Legion of Stardust. Let me again, clarify that. You suck again, bro. Oh, yeah. Four up Angron save. R.I.P. to that. Yeah, fuck. I didn't even get to play that one time. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't the Prevean give Legion of Stardust to his robots? Yeah, yeah but how do, you get a, how do you get an Arthesium in there? Got any more brainsters, Derek? Uh, Primus Medicae? Can't attach a Primus Medicae. Can't attach the monstrous creatures. Not to the infantry uh, character? No. It says says under monstrous creatures, you cannot join a unit with monstrous creatures in it. That's okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Derek. I'm being... A fair warning, okay. my computer's going to update in 30 minutes whether I like it or not, so... Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, that is my time frame. Thanks, Windows. Good to know. So, next up, Horus Heresy Legion Stardust, uh Iron Warriors Legion-specific units. Tyrant Siege Terminators are heavy support choices. Disregard any references to this unit in any other Force Organization slots. Okay. Okay. Thank you. What it was was the symbol in the book said elites, even though they were in the heavy support section. Ah. Or the symbol was the elite symbol, but it said heavy support or some shit like that. (laughs) Or maybe it was in... Oh, no, I know what it was. At the beginning, it said that they have access to choices, and then it was listed in elites or some... It was some... Nobody fucking argued this anyway. It was just some artifact that everybody ignored already. So once again, this doesn't change anything. More importantly, can they shoot their combi bolter as well as their fucking missile launcher? Could we not answer that while you're already talking about them? Please and thank that you. That didn't need clarifying, Ryan. It's obvious. 
Anyway, okay. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it obvious? Next up, the Primark Procurado. <laughs> Here's something a little less obvious that needed clarifying. Under the subheading, <laughs> Relentless Strategist in the Special Rules section, replace the text with the following. All models in the same army as Perturabo gain furious charge while in the enemy's deployment zone. If Perturabo's held reserve, he may choose the turn in which he, he had any unit to which he's attached arrive from reserve, starting from the first turn of the game rather than the, the second. Additionally, under the heading Dread Dedicated Transport, the Terminator, replace the text with the following. And then, like. You fucked this up. You're going to have to restart. You've messed like five all, words up. Tormentor. All models in the same army as Perturabo gain furious charge while in an enemy's deployment zone. If Perturabo is held in reserve, he may choose the turn in which he and any unit to which he is attached arrive from reserve, starting from the first turn of the game rather than the second. Boom. So relentless strategist. Instead of giving just bulk, everybody in his army gets fucking first turn. Yeah. This is just... Which immediately kills the Iron Warriors Air Force that nobody built, but we're yeah. still, I mean, yeah. it was like, nobody built it, it didn't happen, like, this wasn't a fucking thing, but the idea always floated that you could yeah. just bring everything turn one. So. Yeah. It's gone now. Should have played it while you had the chance. Anyway, uh... So, for the Tormentor, Perturabo may take the Tormentor as a dedicated transport in any game of 3,001 points or more. The Tormentor is a unique Shadow Sword variant in which the Lord of Iron has personally modified, which has the profile listed below. The Tormentor does not take up a Lord of War choice, and its points value does not contribute towards Perturabo's points value when determining Lords of War. And the 25% rule. Scott's mad because it says 3,001. <laughs> <laughs> a space odyssey. <laughs> Jeez, Every tournament man. you go to, can we play 3,001 points, maybe? <laughs> 3,001? I mean, I've never seen the Tormentor. I've seen a few people build them, but I've never seen it on a table. Have no. you seen one on a table? No. Anybody? Okay. Negative. I've seen uh, Giancarlo's with a giant-ass fucking... I'm glad I'm glad they fixed this and didn't address the night for fire on. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, okay, let's move on. They, that one didn't need to be clarified. Move forward. Yeah, it's uh, good at so two thousand. Did anything on the change on the tormentor? Do I have to read this out? Uh, they gave it a stat line as opposed to just saying it's a sat, uh, shadow stored. Yeah, it actually has a actually changed anything on it. Okay. So the Tormentor, Ballistical 4, Front 14, Side 13, Rear 12, 9 hole points. It's got the Torment Special Rule. The Tormentor fires all of its weapons at a single target. It gains a Tank Hunters and Monster Hunter Special Rule for those attacks. That's a rule. Holy that's special. Shit. That's pretty rad. Yeah, that's fucking real good. Dude, <laughs> Jesus, that's a D-weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you... Uh, tank Hunters <laughs> re-roll armor pin. It doesn't roll armor pin. So it's only good for secondary weapons. Maybe if, so if it rolls get... a 1 on the D-chart... Nope, that's not armor pin, Scott. Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna do people and just I'm gonna do it anyway. Just do it confidently. That's how I do. <laughs> uh, so it comes with a volcano cannon, a hole-mounted twin-linked heavy bolter, a pair of side sponsons, each with one last cannon and one twin-linked heavy bolter. Searchlight, smoke launchers, extra armor. It comes with the torment special rule. It's got one void shield on it. 
the Tormentor can carry up to 15 models. It has no fire points, and it has one access point at the rear. Glad that uh, super heavy has extra armor. Fuck, I don't know what to do without that. You know, watch out. Yeah, exactly. Man, fuck, Things. I did not, dude, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but I did not realize that I can't give a grog filled up until you said it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God damn, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, Fuck, he sucks, dude. He dies all it's the okay. time. It's okay. Just play Thousand Suns. You can do it with endurance. Yeah, there we go. You could fucking psychically manifest an Angron with their powers inside your unit <laughs> yeah, of inside your unit of Sekhmet, your Biomancy Sekhmet. You just make a whole unit of Angrons. Just go to town yeah. with better yeah. armor save. <laughs> yeah, it's gore. Who doesn't <laughs> like who doesn't like Sekhmet with I don't know. What is that? Three, six attacks a piece on the charge? I mean, who doesn't want, you know, 16 power axe attacks coming at him? That's, I mean, you know, hey. <laughs> Two up, four up, baby boy. Anyway. You can still give uh, Lehman Russ feel no pain, though. Is he Legion of Stardust? No. But a Priest of Fenris doesn't have a Narthesium. Oh, nice. He has the healing <laughs> bombs. He's got dank ass. What's it? What's it read? Does it just say models in the unit? Uh, both the model carrying the healing bombs and any unit they've joined. Getting the feeling of pain five up rule. There you go. Fucking rub that bomb on my nuts. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bro. So is is Lehman Rust the bomb? <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I just imagined so apothecary just sitting there just like. Just the fucking Primarch himself. Heal me, Apothecary, like like Rogodorn. <laughs> Come heal me, sir. I can't. I don't have what's required to patch your wounds. <laughs> you, I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> Let's Need be some honest, Worcestershire sauce or whatever the fucking space wolves rub on their armpits that you yeah, know make them heal faster. Right? Proactive it, flea and tick medication <laughs> or whatever it, those guys put It's on. mostly aloe vera. I mean. <laughs> Just imagine just, the, just the S- priest just opens up his fire, little bitch. fucking leather sack. <laughs> is this? Is this do you want to rub this on it's your head? Yeah, can- rub cannabis oil. <laughs> I mean, who yeah. needs that sophisticated medical kit? We have a fucking pouch with some ashes and chicken bones in it. <laughs> yeah, there you go, I mean, man. That, that should obviously work on Primarchs for a medical kit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sana, sana, colita de rana. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's, feel, it's feeling better already. What what is this magical powder you're rubbing on me? That's ah, like ninety percent dirt, to be honest with you. <laughs> Mostly dirt, and uh, not even special dirt. <laughs> I just the, had to put something in my pouch. In the children hospital, kicking infants to death and stealing stem cells and putting them in bags. I don't know. I think it's the healer Primark with feel no pain. Just had a weird feel no pain. Was had a weird vision of a fucking priest of Fenris chasing around gypsies with an empty bottle be like give me your tears <laughs> okay so my question is and I know Derek knows the answer Gollum Serlak famed fucking promised Medicaid of the world years faction has a special fucking little risk gauntlet thing what does those rules say Let's wait till the end of the show for the big reveal. What do you say, Scott? <laughs> I, I, like I said, my computer's restarting in like in 20 minutes now. I don't Let's get a wait choice. wait for 21 minutes so that he has to listen to the episode <laughs> to find out. 
Let's Don't do that. Up. We're holding Scott <laughs> hostage because he can't get around in his own house because his knee fell off or whatever, and the doctor had to reattach his leg. Narthesium primus. This artificer wrought Narthesium confers feel no pain for up to Sirlock in any unit he has joined. Oh, so it's <laughs> not a Narthesium. <laughs> it, it is, but it still works. We're back in business, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got to And who just listens to this goddamn episode? <laughs> fucking you know nobody's so going to yeah. want to play it that way, though, right? So, yeah, Dark Angels, yeah, yeah, sit back with your ride of war. Fuck that shit. But no, Space Wolves and World Eaters, keep on trucking with your feel no pain. Keep on trucking with your feel no pain, boys. Keep going on with your bad self. You know what? If they're not going to fix Angron's armor, <laughs> then he deserves a little feel no pain. <laughs> It, <laughs> it, 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 like, it doesn't say Narthesiums and all types of Narthesiums. It just says the specific Narthesium doesn't give it to... Not before Jolt said. So, as long as they don't clarify that, you'll be good. Alright, next boy up. Rogel Dorn. Under the heading, the Eidos Dios, replace text with the following... Following several attempts on Rogaldorn's life following the outbreak of the Horus Heresy, the Magos Teloria constructed for him a heavily com- customized, I was going to say compromised, a heavily compromised <laughs> personal gunship <laughs> to convey him both in battle and shield him as he conducted missions in respect of the defenses of Terrace. Uh, Rogaldorn may take the Adios Dios as a dedicated transport in any a game of 3,000 point, 3,001 points or more. The Eidos Dios is a unique Legion Thunderhawk gunship variant, which has the profile listed below. The Eidos Dios does not take up Lords of War choice, and its point value does not contribute towards Rogel Dorn's points values when determining Lords of War and the 25% rule. Neat. So, same deal. They give it a profile as opposed to just saying what it is. Yeah, so it's a 700-point Thunderhawk, which is baller. Uh, it's got a Blissfield 4, front armor 12, side armor 12, rear armor 12, nine hole points. Uh, it's unique, so you can't take two of them. Uh, it's the super heavy flyer, hover, transport. It's got a hole mounted, turbo laser destructor, four sponsor mounted, twin linked heavy bolters, six hell strike missiles, two hole cam mounted, last cannons, armored ceramite. It's got a void crafted hole that's included in the profile. Uh, it's machine spirit capable. It's got chaff launchers. It's an assault vehicle. It's got it will not die. They packed a void shield on that sucker. And if you're looking to transport models, it can carry 40 of them bad boys. And may carry a Legion Dreadnought and a Legion Contemptor Dreadnought, each counting as 10 models and may only embark and disembark. Using as long as they don't have a name. They have a name. It as can't long. carry them because they turn into a unique walker. Yeah, Boom. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, so also if, if you have if, if you have a name dreadnought, apparently you get on planets, they just push you out of the fucking ship, and you fall into the fucking atmosphere <laughs> like a lawn dart. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You, you pull the old honor telemachus and you just fall fucking straight down. Yep. That's why. That's how. He, that's how he showed up in Betrayal of Calf. People thought that just he like was just fall. on a ship that crashed. Nope. That's just how they deploy him because he can't take a drop pod. <laughs> that's just how we feel about him these days. <laughs> You're doing pretty well for yourself, Dreadnought. I think we're going to go ahead and name you. Please don't. <laughs> I will never be able to get to the planet the again, pod. my lord. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> You're named now. You don't get one of these. <laughs> Enjoy Zomortalis. <laughs> Enjoy your life in Zomortalis. It's not that I'm. Not. It's not that I'm bitter about this fucking question that I've been asking for like six fucking years that I still can't get answered. But whatever. Now, once you're a name dreadnought, dude, they they uh they can't afford to lose you in a drop pod, so they got to take you down there in the ship and like drop and what? you off and pamper you and roll How? the carpet out for How? you. What name a vehicle that carries a unique walker? Oh, wait. I can't. It's, it hasn't been clarified yet. <laughs> There's no vehicle that has been clarified into rules yet. You know that. <laughs> There's. <laughs> Uh, All right, moving on, moving on. Anyway, the Eidos Dios does have an access point on each side and a frontal assault ramp. Nice. Good for it. Anyway, <laughs> Legion of Stardust Night Lords, under the heading A Talent for Murder, replace the text with the following. If a unit with Legion of Stardust Night Lords special rule outnumber one or more enemy infantry units during the initiative step in which they're fighting an assault, they gain plus one to hit and to wound. Bulky models count as two models, and very bulky models as three models, and both the purposes of working out Night Lords outnumber their victims. Riddle me this! What if they have a power fist? Then you oh, automatically oh, wound. Oh! Oh, remember when we were talking about dice modifiers? You remember that? Remember? And yes. they fixed it for uh, reserve, but nothing else. Quick question. So, when they outnumber one or more enemy infantry units... Do I only have to outnumber uh, the unit I'm attacking? No. It means that if there's a multi-assault, they have to outnumber everyone involved. Okay, it'd be cool if they put that in the rule to clarify, but... Stop making more problems, Eric. You're being crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm more saying, concerned with... Shit. I don't really understand exactly what this... Like, everybody... This is another one of those... I don't really know what this statement does... Because we already had this, and everybody already played it this way. The question yeah. that everybody always asked was, if I rolled a wound, on a, and I wound on a 2+, plus, and I roll a 1, does it become a 2 and it wound, or do I still fail? And that's the part they didn't answer. So the part that they, everyone wanted answered didn't get answered. But we got this. That doesn't change anything, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what happened. I don't see anything that I don't see any difference in this. Somebody will email us and tell us what the difference is. Probably Nick. Nick will tell us. Nope. We talked to Nick about it. Nick is the same thing. The very first thing he said about this FAQ was talent for murder still doesn't clarify whether if I roll a one, if it wounds still. <laughs> yeah, you just pick up models. If a dude has a power fist and you make it all the way to the power fist. You just pick up however many models you hit with. Yeah. But anyway, next up's Conrad Kurz under the heading special rules and the following bullet point hit and run under the subheading the nightmare. Oh, under oh he just has hit and run yeah, now. He, they just gave him hit. They and just run gave him hit and run all the time. Yeah. Oh shit. Hey mom. Yeah. Under the subheading the nightmare mantle and the special rules section and forty three. Replace the text with the following. Kurz's Raiment of War was customized artificer suit, beckoning <laughs> grisly trophies of judgment and the flayed skin of those whose sins he saw in particular egregious or noteworthy. It provides a 2 plus armor save and a 4 plus vulnerable save. Additionally, any turn in which he charges, Conrad Kurz may make D3 Hammer of Wrath attacks. 
So they remove the hit and run part from that, looks like? Yep. And then just added it as a rule that he has. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, so we'll just skip Orth because he's not worth talking about. Uh, just hey. kidding, Scott. Hey, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Had to make Under sure he's still awake, folks. <laughs> yeah, for real. Under the heading, Spearhead Commander replaced the first sentence with the following. At the beginning of the game, Castleman Orth must be assigned to a single vehicle with either the tank or, drum roll please, super heavy vehicle type, which has an armor value of at least 13. So Orth got his upgrade that he so deserved. He started throwing them into the big boy tanks. Shadow Sword now. The only problem I see with this is there's several other rights that make reference to tanks slash super heavy tanks. And this only fixes one of them, not any of the other ones. So once again, a blanket yeah. statement could have fixed everything. Just a super yep. heavy vehicle that is not a walker or flyer is a tank. Is a tank. Yeah. Oh, well. World Eater trade Allegiance-specific units. Under the heading Chain Axes, replace the following. Any model of Legion Star's World Eater special role, which is equipped with a chain sword or a close combat weapon, or power weapon in the case of... Terminator Arbor may replace the chain axe for free so long as it's pro- appropriately represented on the model. So for if you want to replace your Terminator power weapons with some chain axes, you can. And if you want to replace so your chain sword... This is actually... We, I had a discussion with someone. Who, let me give him credit. Uh, where's it at? I got so many messages today. I forgot who it was. Yeah, come, was on, like, uh, come on. Um, I always come like on. the people who send me messages Douglas, and ask me if I saw it. Douglas messaged after I me. post something on RFI about it. Douglas messaged me and was like, "So I can put it on my Terminators?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but why would you do that?" And I wasn't thinking about Red Butchers, which have two power axes. So wow. you do one chain axe and one power axe. So you have a weapon you can because it still gives you two close, two close combat weapons for the extra attack. But now you can swing, like, if you're fighting fucking Thralls or Thalax or Militia, you can just go before they go and beat them down with the Chain Axe. And then if you're fighting something that needs a Power Axe, you go Power Axe. And I know that that's, like, rare, but it's literally no drawback to doing it that way, so why not do it that way? Yeah, that would cool. fuck my sister's world up. <laughs> like, they can... <laughs> They can do some good against, you know... Well, I guess it wouldn't fuck them up that bad because they have three-up armor save. No. Yeah, no. It wouldn't fuck them up that bad. But you get what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. Murder some thralls with with Red Butchers instead of them getting overwhelmed. I don't think they get overwhelmed anyway, but it may protect you from just, like, them... It'll it'll make it it so they don't just roll a bunch of fucking dice and be annoying by eating up your afternoon when you want to finish the game and go get a drink at the bar. Hey, they're hitting on threes, dude. They're hitting on threes against Red Butchers. Yeah. Well, and also, it might save you a few wounds here and there. Yeah. Dig it. Cool. Fantastic clarification that I wouldn't have thought necessary, but glad it's come out. I'm glad so many people out there were asking if they could put chain axes in in lieu of their power weapons. I'm so glad that got clarified. Lorgar, under the subheading Dark Fortune in the Special Rules, may replace the text with the following. Oh, no, you just replaced There's no may. You need to replace it. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get your white out and some glue. Yeah. Get your scissors, <laughs> boys. Scrubbing, Rook. <laughs> Lorgar has been shadowed by the fates of chaos and chosen as one of their favorite sons. As a result, the player may re-roll any failed deny the witch rolls for Lorgar. In addition, once per game, Lorgar's player may elect to force an enemy unit, single enemy unit or unit, single enemy model or a unit to re-roll all rolls of a five or six, both to hit and to wound Lorgar and any unit he is attached to in any given player turn. Note that Lorgar's player may not use this ability to force re-rolls against a dedicated transport that he has embarked upon. The use of this power must be declared before the attacking player rolls any dice for any attacks nominated by this model for that unit turn or that for that turn. So before, for those of you who don't know, this didn't have any reference to if he was attached in a unit. It just said that models targeting Lorgar had to re-roll, blah blah blah. So that always made it confusing because it was like, well, if he's in a unit, does it not function at all? Which seems stupid, especially for a once per game ability that only works against a single unit. So they corrected it. Dig it. Rock and roll. Uh, under the Prometheum gift, amend the bullet point to read all hand flamers, flamers, heavy flamers used by models with a special rule gain plus one strength to the list profile. This special rule also extends to any salamanders vehicles used by this attachment containing use with this rule. In addition, if all enemy flamer type attacks are minus one strength when used against units comprised wholly of models with Legion Star Salamanders rule, note this benefit is not lost if a unit with this rule is joined by the Primarch Vulcan. Yep. So before it didn't mention how many models had to have this rule for it to work. So like, for example, say you were playing Shattered Legions and attached an Iron Hand Praetor to a fucking unit of Salamanders. It was like, does it still function or whatever? Or more specifically, if you took a Salamander independent character and attached it to Iron Hands, would they then be minus two strength with Flamers? You get what I mean? Because of the Iron Hands rule stacking with the Salamander. So they corrected it where it actually makes sense now, and you can figure that out. And then they were smart enough to throw Vulcan in there too, So because Vulcan doesn't have Legion of Stardis. It still works. Wow, wow. Cool. Uh, Raven Guard, under the heading by Wing and nope, Talon. Nope, amend- nope, you missed, you missed the Vulcan. Oh, uh, Vulcan's Dragon Skill. Dragon Skill. Replace the following with Vulcan's armor was a marvel in the Pyramid Fame Relic in its own right. It's crowning glory was a skull of the great fire drake Kassir mounted upon the Primarch's shoulder upon whose image the legion symbol was based. The dragon scale provides Vulcan with a 2 plus armor save and a 3 plus invulnerable save. It also has the strength rounding down of any flamer fusion Vulcite, Melta, or plasma weapon when rolling to wound against Vulcan only. So basically he has to be on by himself for this to work. If he's attached to a unit it'll quit functioning. Okay. What's a fusion weapon? Uh, Tau. Tau had fusion guns. Oh. Eldar. Eldar had fusion guns. Is yeah. that so is maybe? That a thing? No, not. I mean, future proofing. Maybe if they go back and do the Great Crusade and add fucking Eldar in or some shit. Okay. Neat. Did it always say fusion? Yep. Okay. Cool. Just making sure. All right, Raven Guard, under the heading by Wing and Talon, amend the two bullet points to read. Infantry, except models with Terminator armor of any type or the jump infantry unit type, 
wait, infantry except models with the Terminator type or any type or the <laughs> jump infantry unit type gain infiltrate and fleet. Jump yep. infantry, bikes and jet bikes, infantry and Terminator armor get furious charge. Yep. So jump infantry do not get both. They only get furious charge. Duh. Anyway, moving forward. Strike Captain Alvarex Mon. Under the heading, The Bleeding Edge, add the following at the end of the text. If Strike Commander Alvarex Mon enters play in a vehicle with the Drop Pod Assault Special Rule, his vehicle must arrive on the first turn of the game, and Alvarex Mon may not enter play embarked upon a vehicle with the Subterranean Assault Special Rule. So they changed this, but didn't answer the question as to can a unit join him in the Drop Pod. Uh, I mean, I would assume that he can, like... I don't think anybody would argue with you because otherwise it's just one dude in his own private drop pod. He's like the uh, the lush as you know, fuck. <laughs> yeah, just he's just got a fucking lazy boy, in it. La- lazy boy and a fucking bartending servitor in there. <laughs> Come on, somebody model that up. All right, page nine of sixteen. Uh, Crusade Imperial Army Imperialis Army List. Uh, displacer matrix. This one definitely needed clarification. Under the yep. heading displacer matrix, replace the second paragraph of the following. The displacer matrix provides a three plus invulnerable save. In addition, the first time a hey, one is rolled. Hang on, hang on. You're going way too fast because they they fucked this up. There's now another question in here. I want to point it out when we get to it. So go slower. The displacer matrix provides a three plus invulnerable save. Yep. In addition, okay, the first time a one is rolled would make it an armor save. Oh, okay, bitch. now point out the problem there. <laughs> so it gives you a 3-plus invulnerable save, which which is cool, but the first time you roll a 1 in an armor save for a model equipped with a displacer matrix, which why would you ever use an armor save for a model with a displacer matrix when you have a fucking displacer matrix and you can't get anything above a... Three up invulnerable. You can't get a three up armor save for a militia guy. Yeah, no, this isn't militia. Solar ox. He can get armor fist. Oh, Solar ox. No. So anyway, but it still says armor save, not invulnerable save, which it should be invulnerable save. This seems like a total mistake to me. It should just say save. I feel like. No, because you're not. If you're using your armor, this you're not using the field. This is dumb. Okay. <laughs> the first time one is rolled when making an armor save for a model equipped with displacer matrix, the wound is ignored and the model is immediately removed from play and enters ongoing reserves. Uh, so so here's the thing. So here's here's how this would work. So let's say you got shot with a melt gun, right? Boom, you got hit by a melt gun. Yep. You have a three plus invulnerable save. Yep. You fail the three plus invulnerable save or a two or a one, you're just dead. That's it. Yep. Because it says armor save, not invulnerable save. Yeah. However, if you get shot by something that doesn't ignore your possible artificer armor, like let's say you got shot by I don't know, a fucking assault cannon. Bolt gun. You yeah, a assault bolt cannon. Gun. You roll a one, bam, you get displaced. Yep. See that doesn't make any sense now, does it? Well, maybe they're just trying to make it to where he can't get saved from ridiculously strong weapons that would have insta-killed so, him. Uh, I don't feel like it works that way, but 
whatever. Well, like if he's getting <laughs> I, melted, I, I don't think, think his little displacer matrix is gonna have enough time to. Whereas, like if he got like shot and I was like, oh, I got hit, and it was like, no, like it's not. It's not how the. It's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. <laughs> it should say invulnerable safe, not armor safe. So I like how they added that it's just ignored. Like, because before it didn't say that it's ignored. Like, that no, was the problem. If, if this said invulnerable save, it would be fixed. Yeah. But it says armor save. Yes. Which is, in my opinion, an obvious mistake that should say invulnerable save. So anybody I play with, I'm going to bring this up if they use it and say, we're going to play this as it says invulnerable save, right? Because that's the only reason it makes sense. Yeah. But if you roll a two, he that dude's dead. Hands down. Yes. The model must then return to play at the beginning of the player's next turn using the deep strike rules. But if any deep strike mishap occurs, they're destroyed. If the model enters ongoing reserve in this manner, the final game turn, it is destroyed purposes of missions in which victory points are scored for destroying units. Okay. Uh, next up is old boy Lord Marshal Ireton Massaid. Uh, under the heading Protector of Agarathon, replace the text with the following. Arathon Masaid has the might and industrial power of an entire stellar domain to call upon to serve his military needs and the wit to employ such resources effectively on the battlefield. So long as Arathon Masaid is present on the battlefield, the first time any friendly unit, other than a dedicated transport, Lord of War choice, or unique unit in the same detachment as him is destroyed, Roll a D6. On the roll of a 5 or 6, a new identical unit is placed in the controlling player's ongoing reserves. This effect may only occur once per game. So that's a good clarification right there. Yep. Because before really good it was like, it's like the first time that every unit dies, it gets to come back, or just one unit. And so they put that, may only happen once per game. So. Uh, under the heading, uh, this is for Muster of World Provinces, Survivors, uh, Provinces of War. Under the heading Survivors of the Dark Age, replace all of the text under the subheading option Advanced Weapons with the following. The strength of last pistols, last carbines, last rifles, last locks, and rotor cannons used by the Grenader and Platoon Command Cadre squads with this province may be increased by plus one for 20 points per squad. If the option is taken, all such squads in the army must be upgraded. In addition, Grenader and Platoon Command Cadres with his, with his province may either take a Rhino or Land Raider Proteus as their dedicated transport, so long as they number 10 models or less, or <laughs> a Termite Assault Drill, as long as they number 12 models or less. See Legion of Saturday's Age of Darkness Army list for details and points cost. Effort should be made to make this model upgrade accordingly with suitable ornate or enhanced weapons. Neat. If you play 40k, that means painting them three color minimum instead of two. Yeah, that means that means <laughs> you're gonna Sorry, look for a rack inside your hobby store. It's gonna have a lot of different colors on it. That stuff's called paint. All right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Anyway. So yeah. So now you can have a termite uh, termite militia army. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Things are happening. It's coming. It's not like every loyalist militia army wasn't survivors of the dark age already now it definitely is yeah now people can make true true squatty squat squats are, are, are you gonna play loyalist militia then just magic marker everything out except for survivors of the dark age are you going to play traitor <laughs> militia okay well then 
<laughs> magic marker everything out except for tainted flesh and cold horde. Anyway, go ahead. Speaking of tainted flesh and cold horde, uh, under the heading trader only cold horde, replace the first sentence with the following. All eligible units and models of the provenance gain the hatred and suburban special rule. Yep, as opposed to Zealot. It used to have Zealot, which made the whole fucking army fearless, which people read about, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty rough. <laughs> That's a lot of fearless dudes running around. Yeah. You. The, pro- uh, the, the thing was, though, because you have to snap fire all the guns, it makes, like, some of the better, like, the fucking artillery gun things, which are some of the best units in the game, make, you can't take them. I mean, you can, but you can't fire them. You can't snap fire them because they're all blast. So it wasn't like it was not that it shouldn't have been changed. I'm not, don't, I'm not defending it. I don't care either way. I'm just saying like the drawbacks are pretty harsh on it. Yeah, it's rough. All right. Uh, page 10 of 16. The Horus Heresy Mechanicum Togmata Army List. Magos Prime, under the heading Ordinator, replace the text and weapon profile under the bullet point bombardment with the following. Once per game, loot a firing weapon with a shooting phase, and Ordinator can opt to call on a bombardment attack against the enemy. This attack need not select the same target as the unit which the Ordinator is attached to, and may be even made even if he has moved in this turn or embarked upon a vehicle in which he must use a fire point. The attacker has the following profile. Bombardment limited, strength 8, AP 3, Ordnance D3, large blast, fire, armor bane, barrage, wrecker, and penny. Uh, was it always that bad? Was it always that? Yes, it, it was always this. The pro- Here's what the funny thing was. It never had barrage before. So it was just like a mind exploder gun. You would just look at somebody oh. and squint real hard, and they'd go... Because <laughs> 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 it was direct fire. <laughs> That's right. The, the fucking, uh, what do you call it? The Boba Fett rocket is whatever. <laughs> like, it's just fucking yeah. launching at you. <laughs> so the other thing is... It didn't have armor bane in the profile before, and instead, just under his rules, it says all of his attacks had armor bane, and literally every third person would go, "Does this mean that does a bombardment has armor bane?" And it's like, "Is it an attack?" Yeah. Well, then it does. So now we don't have to go through that with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that reads the Mechanicum book two years after it came out. It tells them. Perfect. Okay. At least it's only AP three. Uh, yeah, that makes it. Oh, sorry, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> it's still fucking crazy. <laughs> Whatever. So, Magos Dominus under the heading Paris Cybernetica, Patris Cybernetica, add the following to the end of the text: A character with a special role may not join any unit with more models, with one or more models of the flying monstrous creature unit type. So the this used to allow you to join monstrous creatures, so you could technically join your ground guy to Vorax and then you have flying guys and a ground guy which led to all kinds of like rules Bull conundrums tracks. yeah yeah it's busted so <laughs> uh, yeah so the it, heresy. It, it's fixed there is no more of that if you were doing that shame on you Shame. <laughs> like, I just imagine a dude with like three chains holding some Vulture Axe. Like, <laughs> like a bunch of balloons. <laughs> like the movie Up. Except yeah, an old man like, in a house. It's. Yeah. 
So next one is Horse Heresy Book 4 Conquest, Relics of the Dark Age Clarification. The rules for Relics of the Dark Age of Technology, included in the campaign rules, the Horse Heresy Book 4 Conquest, are intended for use with an acquired as part of a narrative campaigns by prior agreement of all involved parties. In casual games, players should seek an agreement of their opponent <laughs> before these powerful items of war gear in their armies. They should not be used and treated as part of the standard army list. Jeff. Like, I feel like it's, like, mad at somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, somebody angry is, like, like a new just sitting there, like, oh, god damn it. Like, he's like, no, nah, man, I'm taking it. I'm yeah. ta- it says I can take it. It I'm needs, to, it needs to have a line in there. It needs to have a line in there about a parental per, uh, permission slip. For like going on a field trip at school, like. That was a very targeted uh, clarification. <laughs> I feel like he fucking... he was looking over his glasses angrily at a guy across the table from him that has exploited this in the past and was furiously typing you know, on his yeah. where like, I feel like Andy Hoare is just like cheating. Chicken, <laughs> get a chicken grip in one hand and a white knuckled fist. He'll get the chicken joke. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Okay, so next up is Horse Heresy Book 6 Retribution. Uh, Black Shield Allegiances, page 220. Under the heading, a note on allegiances, add the following at the end of the text. Though Black Shield's armies may declare as traitor or loyalist, neither of these allegiances can trust those who would scratch out the signs of their legion heritage. All factions treat Black Shields as distrusted allies on the Age of Darkness Allies chart. Fair. Fine. Okay. Cool beans. Next up, a clarification that needed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this actually did need clarified. Like, they had to change the rule. Like, it, even though it is a rule change, it did need clarified anyway. So, under the subheading, the Voidian Scepter in the special rule section replaced the weapon profile with the following The Voidian Scepter, range none, strength plus two, AP two. Melee, two-handed, armor-paid, entropic destroyer. And entropic destroyer, whenever this weapon causes an unsaved, unsaved wound or hole point, it inflicts D3 additional wounds, or in the case of a target with an armor value, an additional hole point on the same model. Invulnerable saves may be taken against these wounds or hole points, but they may not be replenished or ignored by any re- means, including feel no pain, it will not die, or blessed auto simulacra rules. Players may wish to make the note of how many wounds a model has suffered from this weapon for the purposes of tracking how many wounds they may not recover using such abilities. Bookkeeping! Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, this is way better. Than, well, when I say better, I mean less cheesy, less triggering than before. Because before, he rolled to hit. So, say he hit you three times. Those hits automatically wounded i don't even roll any dice and instead of rolling to wound i roll however many d3s i hit so if i hit three times i'd roll three d3 and that's how many wounds you took gross so now he rolls to hit you and then rolls to wound you on on strength seven so let's say he gets two wounds out of that Because he normally hits on fours and then he'll wound on. So it would normally hit you two two times probably against most things. Um, so say he d- hits you twice, three times, whatever, twice. And then he rolls and wounds you twice. And you're a Praetor and you have a four-up invul. You'll roll 
four pinball. If you make it, it's saved. No more wounds. If you fail it, then you take a wound, and then the Scoria player rolls a D3, and say he rolls a two, then you have to make two more saves. Yeah. You, you, you take the wound, and then you pull out your legal pad and mark down that you had taken this wound. You say, took yep. a wound from Scoria at the end of this turn. Remember that I need to roll D3. Okay. Yep. And then... Then you finish out the combat, and then you go, okay, now you may roll D3. No, it's and not in... You... It's, yeah. It, it doesn't you... have to finish the combat out. But the, the important thing is it doesn't carry over from model to model. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Uh, okay, next up. Page 11 of 16. Uh, the Horse Heresy, Book 7, Inferno. Under the heading Colt Arcana, I replace the third... Oh, this is for Thousand Sons. Under the heading Colt Arcana, replace the third bullet with the following. Each Colt Arcana has an associated psychic discipline. Units belonging to a particular Colt Arcana may only generate powers from their matching psychic discipline. Yep. So before you could pick, I don't know, the one that gives you plus one to your invulnerable save, and then go ahead and just take biomancy powers anyway. (laughs) So at least now, if you want the benefit from the Colt, uh, that's really powerful, you're going to have to also take psychic powers associated with that. Yes. Good. Good. Yep. Good. Uh, Thousand Suns Legion-specific you know, uh, units. Under the heading Legion-specific units, Osiren Pattern Dreadnought Talons are an elite choice. Disregard any references to this unit in other Force Organization slots. It, in that book, it was like half the time it said they were HQ and half the time it said they were elites. It was a fucking mess. So now okay. they're elites. Next up, Thousand Suns Legion specific war gear. Under the heading, Arcane Litanies, amend the first sentence to read. The bearer of the Arcane Litanies ignores the first perils of the warp result, which they suffer. This effect may only occur once per game. What changed is it didn't say perils of the warp. It said something like... I don't know. Some it was made up, made up words. It was like a warp perils. It was. It didn't say perils of the warp. It was like a, you know, another, like a name of a rule that didn't exist. It's fair. So they changed it to something that actually is in the game, which is good. <laughs> That's it's always good. It's always a good thing to have rules it. that really exist. Yeah. yeah. Osiren dreadnought, Thousand Suns Contemptor dreadnought variant. God damn it, so Michael! Sleepy from reading all these rules. <laughs> if I talk a lot, I yawn a lot. It's how I work. We all know this. <laughs> Under the heading of Siren Dreadnoughts, amend the first paragraph to read: Any Legion Contemptor Dreadnought Talon taken as part of the Thousand Suns attachment may be upgraded to a Siren Pattern Dreadnought Talon for plus fifty points per model. If a Talon is upgraded in this manner, all Legion Contemptor Dreadnoughts in the Talon must be upgraded to a Siren Pattern Dreadnoughts. And a Siren Pattern Dreadnought Talon retains all the options and rules of a Legion Contemptor Dreadnought Talon in addition to the following. Yep. And then on page 211 of the book, it's those options. Okay. Castlex Archaea Battle Automata Maniple. Under the heading War Gear, amend the second bullet point to read Two Power Fists, each with a built in bolter with Asphyx shells. Before it said cl- power claws, which weren't a thing, unless you played 40k and you played orcs. Yep. 
On the final bullet point under the heading options, amend the reference to Aether Flame Cannon to instead read Aether Fire Cannon. Once again, they made up names for shit that didn't exist. Segment Terminator Cabal. Under the heading Special Rules, remove the asterisk and phrase, A Segment Terminator Cabal may choose its powers from telekinesis and pyromancy disciplines. In addition, add the following bullet points. Implacable Advance. I don't know what to say about this. They thought they were nerfing it, I think, but they weren't. They sort of nerfed it, but they really buffed it. So... They just gave them Implacable Advance, which is an obvious buff. And before, they could choose their powers from Telekinesis or Pyromancy. So instead of being able to choose your powers from those two disciplines, instead, you just roll your powers from any discipline. So now these fuckers have Biomancy. So now you can have a goddamn unit with Iron Hand on every guy because you know everybody wants to fight a Tough 7, Strength 7 unit of fucking Sekhmet with Eternal Warrior. Or mm. or Initiative 7 with 6 attacks Sekhmet. That'd be fun. Sorry. 5 attacks, 6 on the charge. That's Especially great. the Angron with no fill, no pain. Fuck, man. Come yeah. on. Or, <laughs> or um, fucking Endurance with 4 up four up feel no pain on these dudes that'd be fun or both or two of those things I'm cool. gonna tell you it's the life we live in now people are like well, well, at least won't have the... people are like at least they won't have the th- three up invulnerable if they have any of that yeah I guess I mean I think I'd rather have tough seven and fucking eternal warrior than three up invul but Never. Oh, goodness gracious. And here, here we're at. Uh, okay, page 12. Let's go here. Derek, you can read the Space Wolf stuff. All right. So replace all the text under the heading Space Wolves Army Selection with the following. When selecting units in Allegiance of Stardust Space Wolves Detachment, the following alterations and provisions apply. A Space Wolves Detachment must fulfill their compulsory HQ choice with either a Praetor, Centurion, representing a Wolf Lord or Claw Leader, respectively, or unique character with the Spe- Legion of Stardust Space Wolves rule. Other HQs or console types may not be selected as compulsory HQs in this detachment. So, for all of you whining about it, you finally get to take your special characters as your compulsories. Yep. And this next one had me fucked up for a little bit. A Space Wolves detachment must also include at least one HQ choice per 1,000 points or part thereof in the army regardless of the force organization chart being used and the maximum number of HQ choices. These additional HQ requirements... Yeah. Uh, These additional HQ requirements may be fulfilled by any HQ choice available to the army. For example, when using the standard Crusade force organization chart in detachments of 1,001 to 1,999 points, at least two HQ choices must be included. In detachments of 2001 to 2,999 points, however, at least three HQ choices must be included. And in detachments of 3,001 to 3,999 points, at least four HQ choices must be included, and so on, uh, exceeding the maximum of three HQ choices available. In all such cases where there is a limit to the number of HQ choices available, an additional HQ choice is made available that must be filled 
by a space tools detachment per 1000 points. So yep. the way they word this at the beginning, when they say must also include at least one HQ choice per 1000, it for a second there, it made it sound like you have your compulsory Praetor or whatever, and then your one per 1000. But it's just saying that they also have the limitation or they also have the provision that you have to have the one per thousand. Yep. So that and they give an wasn't example. Really changed. Give an example. It was changed. Well, not changed, but it it's actually clarified. Clarified. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, additionally, the chaplain, librarian, and primus medicae console types are not available to a spacewalls detachment, being replaced with the priest of Fenris. See page two hundred and thirty-four. And Why would you want that shitty Primus Medicae with his science and technology <laughs> anyway when you can have yeah. a bag of baby Snake parts with some fucking <laughs> mosquito <laughs> legs swirling in it or whatever they have that they can rub okay. on you. But a priest of Fenris has to have a power maul for his Crozius. He can't take an axe, can't take a sword. Cry me <laughs> a fucking river. Yeah. Oh. What did you do, Vazel? Fucking, what does it all mean? <laughs> all right. A Space Wolves detachment must fulfill its compulsory troops choices with Grayslayer packs. See page 230. All other troop choices found in a Space Wolves detachment gain the support squad special rule if they do not already possess it. Note that when making use of a right of war, which stipulates that another unit can be taken as a compulsory troops choice, a Space Wolves detachment may instead take that unit to fulfill its compulsory troops choices in order to meet the requirement of that right of war yep this is how you should have been playing it from the get-go yeah but oh see you scott see ya bye scott bye. so real quick going back so the prime the fucking wolf priest guy is not a chaplain no he's so not it doesn't so it doesn't say anything about him not being able to trade his fucking thing in for whatever he wants <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Also, um, I think it, like his options are different anyway. Doesn't because I know he can take a great yeah. frostblade. Yeah, he's not so. a console type. He's just a separate HQ choice. Yeah. So what I'm saying is so. though, like, it's not like the the this guy is like so much better now than chaplains or apothecaries because he sits outside the box in his little special snowflake zone where yeah. His, I mean, he has to have, he has to have the Crozius, but he can change his bolt pistol for a power fist or whatever. Yep. Well, can he also but take Terminator, a cross blade? Uh. Mm, like that all depends. So he what? is a Space Wolves independent character. Yep. And so any Space Wolves independent character with a power weapon. Can exchange it for a frost blade or frost claw or a great frost, great frost blade. Yeah, he has a power mole, which is a power weapon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's just got to change his So he's not stuck to it. He's not so yeah. like, uh, you know, it's not that important. I mean, to space wolves. I mean, we can infer that well, yeah. he's supposed to, but it's not rules as written. But whatever. Anyway. Absolutely. So that's all the changes to the army selection space wolves rules. Uh, to the Space Wolves unique right of war, the Bloodied Claws, uh, replace Furious Assault, which does not exist, with Furious Charge, which does exist. Yep. Uh, Fenrisian Wolves, under Special War Gear, 
uh, replace panic tests, which don't exist, with morale checks. <laughs> Do people going through this, I hope people appreciate whenever, every time I make fun of book seven and get mad, I hope this fucking reignites our memory as to what a goddamn dumpster fire that fucking book is in the rules department. Yeah, it's but just so inconsistent. And something else I brought up on the Spacels episode, uh, they fix actually. So the Frost Blades amend the second paragraph to read: Any Spacels independent character with a power weapon may exchange it for a Frost Blade, sword, axe, or claw for five points, or a Great Frost Blade for ten points. Additionally, in the weapon's profiles, amend the weapon, <laughs> amend the first weapon's name, Frost Blade, to read Frost Sword. Yeah. So we had some some selections that say reference frost sword, some that say frost blade, some use frost blade to reference all the different kinds. They actually go through yep. and fix it. Yeah, they say now that a frost blade is either a sword, axe, or claw. It means any of them. Yeah. All right. So moving on to gray slayers uh, in the options selection under the following bullet point, uh, replace the reference to frost weapon with frost blade, and it's talking about the huskarl or sergeant. Uh, changing their close combat weapon for a frost weapon to a frost blade, and then you get to pick which type. Yep. And then for Warrior's Metal, they actually clarify this pretty hard. Uh, under the heading Warrior's Metal, amend the second paragraph to read, Models with this special rule may not voluntarily go to ground, but may reroll failed pinning tests and may make charge moves after running or after firing their bolters, suffering a minus one of their charge, dist charge distance if they do so. Any independent character which does not have the Warrior's Metal special rule joins a unit of Grey Slayers. They may not benefit from this rule until that independent character leaves the unit. So before it raises questions of if you know the unit runs and you have an independent character, what happens? But now you can't even shoot your bolters and still charge if there's an independent character with them. Yep. So you just lose the rule entirely. Yep. Which is a little bit of a soft nerf, but that implies you have bolters on your Grey Slayers. Let's see. So Priests of Fenris increased their initiative to five, which is pretty cool. Yep. Uh, uh, Lehman Russ, under the subheading, the armor of Elavagar, uh, replaced the second paragraph with the following. The armor of Elavagar gives the wearer a two-up armor save and a four-up invulnerable save, which is increased to three-up against Flamer, Melta, and Plasma-type weapons of any kind. In addition, enemy models in base contact with Lehman Russ suffer a penalty of minus one to hit him in assault to a maximum of six plus. So they took out the thing about if you're in combat with them for multiple rounds, it's yep. just a flat minus one. If you're in base to base and they, and they also put in a maximum of six plus where you, you like, you can always hit him regardless. So even if you failed yeah. a fear check or whatever, however, all that shit worked where you, it said you only hit on sixes. It's not an additional minus one on top of that where you don't hit at all. Again, they could have fixed that by fixing modifying dice, but, Yep. And just to finish out the rest of book seven, uh, the Sisters of Silence, Karen Pattern Acquisitor, under transport capacity, add the following bullet points. It may not carry any models with the bulky, very bulky, or extremely bulky special rules. Because we all yep. know those. So this sisters. isn't necessarily a fix to sisters, it's a fix to custodes <laughs> to keep them from abusing the sisters' transport. Yeah, call it what it is. <laughs> yep. Which they were doing. I guess. All right. So under the Secutari X Axiarch, under the heading special rules, add the following bullet point independent character. Yep. 
I'm not too familiar with the Secutari, but apparently they had an HQ that just couldn't join units. Mm-hmm. Yep, they had an HQ that was a character, not independent character. <laughs> so he's just <laughs> <Whoops>. like, woo! <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> just hanging out. And then finally, the Acastus Knight Porphyrion. Under the heading Household Rank, Questorus only replace the text with the following. When used as part of a Questorus Knight's Crusade army list, the model is subject to the Household Rank special rule, which may grant it an alteration to its basic profile and additional special rules as shown in the Questorus Knight Crusade Army special rules. However, an Acastus Knight Porphyron may not be chosen for the rank of Scion Marshal, Scion Aspirant, or Scion Ulan. So it's saying that oh. it, it can change its stats and give it rules, but it is still a Lord of War choice. No, no, no. Oh, this is not, what it's it's not a Lord of War choice. They just they made it not well, available. Well, is to it? Take we don't know. Choice. It is. It says it's a Lord of War choice, and it's in a Lord of War slot. It just can't take any of these three ranks. They answered half the question, but not the whole question. Oh, okay. They added an additional rank to that list because it yes. used to just be the aspirant or the ulan. Yeah. Now they add the uh, the marshal. However, which seems to imply, as intended, you can take it as a fast attack or heavy support or whatever. Fast attack, heavy support, elite HQ, but which means that they, it gets around. That means you can take it. And somebody's like, "Hey, you want to play a thousand point game?" Yeah, sure. Here's my night poor fire on, which suck a dick. doesn't. Or yeah. if you have the points, you can take multiples. Yep. Yeah. You could just take. Yeah. Never mind. I thought it was something better than it was. Yeah, you thought it was fixing. I thought it was, you know, making you run it the way we knew to run it, unless you're an asshole. Yeah, 100%. But what can you do? Uh, Okay, I'll jump back in. So, Vulture Stratus Automata Manipole. Replace the profile of the unit with the following below. Fuck, why did I jump back in on this? <laughs> <laughs> what changed in this, Ryan? Okay, so let's see. Let's see what we got here. Fultrax. So, what was the change, Ryan? Just the uh, no, no, nope, no flare, flare shield. shield on it. And then they have a whole new rule called linked neural nodes. If you want to read that rule, so, that's brand. All voluntary actions undertaken by this unit, oh, such as oh, changing hang on. flight mode. Did they change the range? I don't know. I think everything else is the same. Oh, the power blades. The battle automata power blades say as user AP two. They used to be plus one strength. Like if you look at the actual war gear section in the Mechanicum book, they're plus one strength. So now they're just strength four. Well, on strength this guy or AP true. So what's bad is like Volt, like uh, Castellax and everybody else can also take power blades, and it's plus one strength. So in the Mechanicum War Gear section, under Power Blades, it says plus one strength. But in this thing-specific unit entry, it's now saying as user. So take that as you will, but that is something different. So the linked neural nodes is all voluntary actions undertaken by this unit, such as charging, as changing flight mode, must be undertaken by the whole unit. If the entire unit elects to make a vector strike, only one vector strike attack is made for the whole unit. Additionally, if any model in the unit fails a grounded test, all of the models in the unit suffer a strength 9 hit and are grounded, as described in the Age of Darkness rulebook. Yep. So that's a slight nerf, but it also is a huge clarification, because before if you had a unit of 3, and I shot you, and I grounded 1, and now I ass- now if I shoot at it again with something else or do something, like you have half the unit flying and half the unit on the ground, so it fucks with how Skyfire and all that works... But the biggest one was 
now I, I can assault the one that's on the ground, and let's say I kill it, and wounds carry over, can they go to the ones that are flying? Can the ones that are flying fight back? Are they locked in assault? Do they fly off? Um, like, there's like a, just was a fucking mess. So this fixes all that. Fixed. So yeah, those are the changes there. Okay. So now, the frequently asked questions. So general FAQ. Some units have multiple versions of rules across PDF downloads, campaign books, and army list books. Which one should I use? When referring to unit entries and rules which have appeared in multiple publications, the entry in the latest rev- relevant rule book or army list takes priority unless that is not the latest publication. Uh, in other words, if there has been a more recent download of rules PDF in which the, this, the latest version of this FAQ takes priority. So Would the, that be the, referring the thing, to hardcore? The thing that jumps out to me is if you go to the Sons of Horror section of a book, they have their own Anvilus drop pod that doesn't have inertial guidance and is 15 points cheaper. Yeah. But if you go to the unit, uh, the Legion of Stardis Army, the new Legion of Stardis Army list book, the new Anvilus drop pod in there is 15 points more and has inertial guidance. So shit like that. So use the the army list. Did Seekers ever get a Plaquable Advance back? Yes. I believe. I thought it was they had it. They didn't have it. They gained it in the FAQ. They didn't get it back in the Red Book. And then they got it when they re-upped the FAQ. But now they would not have it. Now this is a new FAQ that supersedes that. So maybe they lost it again. Here, let me look. I got my rule book right here. Or my... Legion book right here. Da, so da, I don't, uh, I don't yep. think. Go ahead and read the the next one yeah. if you want. Why look this up? Uh, are the rules for taking Lords of War and books such as the Crusade Imperialist Army List and Mechanicum Tecmata Army List overridden by the rules for taking Lords of War and the Horus Heresy Age of Darkness rulebook? Yes. On page one seventy seven of the Age of Darkness rulebook, combi Volkite charges and combi grenade launchers aren't one use. Is this intentional? Yes. This is intentional balances, varieties of combi weapons against combi plasma gun and combi melted gun weapons. So, so cool. seekers do have implacable advances in their unit profile in the new red book. It's right red there. Book. Okay. Who else didn't? Oh, more Dathan. Dathan. Yeah, yeah, and they still don't have it. Oh, and yeah. headhunters, but they as gained well. it. They gained it in FAQ, but then they've lost it again since. Yeah. Sad. Sad. They have other problems besides that as well, let's be fair. Same as Headhunters. So maybe when they just get re-read-booked and re-looked at, they'll totally change entirely and it won't matter. But for right now, they are still in Sadland. Still in Sadland. But not in Marksman Vet Sadland. Just in normal Sadland. <laughs> They're That's not the in the... Land. We were clarified into never existing <laughs> Sadland. <laughs> we thought we existed. We, we've been go here since day one. Vets. We've been well, here go since clarify that for you. The very first fucking heresy book ever had marksman vets in it, and now they're not in it anymore. They're gone. I'm just imagine, just clarified right imagine now. Thanos. The new let me clar- go. Yeah, say, let me just go to clarify. Comes out. Guys, I don't I'm, feel so good, Captain. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm gonna make a unit of marksman vets, and they're gonna get clarified. And they're just gonna be turned into dust. Oh, y'all's never existed. Is that is that what took so long to get the FAQ out? <laughs> they had to get the they had to get the gems. Let me just go ahead and clarify these marksman vets. 
slight clarification, they don't exist. <laughs> like they're they're not actually real. <laughs> hey, so we actually didn't clarify anything on the Mara Gall or any of the name dreadnoughts. Boy, you about to get clarified. <laughs> you about to get clarified, son. <laughs> uh, okay. What profile should I use for plasma grenades? Plasma grenades are assault grenades. See page one eighty two. <laughs> Thanks. That one seemed angry. Uh, can warlord traits and other special rules, which are determined after army creation, have an effect on army creation to fulfill right of war restrictions? Yes, but only if these warlord traits or special rules are chosen by the controlling player and not rolled for randomly. In this Stop case, it, make Michael. a note of which warlord traits or other special rules you have chosen for the game during the army creation and explain this to your opponent before the game begins. Yeah, so Coils of the Hydra is the one that sticks out. Uh, also, so uh, Fulgrim, because Fulgrim could pick the Warlord trait where he gains Deep Strike, so if you wanted to run him in Orbital Assault or something like that. Yeah, so cool. Is it possible to fill multiple HQs with the provision that they must be the Army's Warlord? You may only do this in the case of a Primarch. In all cases, Legion Primarch takes precedence over others. And so, if the President... If present in any army representing the Legion, they must be the army's warlord and can subordinate other characters with this special rule. Although you will gain no warlord benefits from the subordinate changes, character for the subordinate characters, with the exception of the Primarch and his subordinates. However, you may not include more than one model with this limitation in any particular army. Okay, sweet. Can I upgrade a unique special named characters with weapons and war gears from the army's armory? E.g., can I give an iron fire the Arctic more cyber familiar because the rules say Iron Hands characters take one? No. Unique units may never be altered. Never, ever. Uh, with the exception of options that are specifically listed in their profile. They are already equipped with all their weapons and war gear they need. Exclamation mark. Holy yeah. shit. Yep. That's somebody yelling. Stop giving so, uh, Albert's the only one that this fucking camo The cloak. only one that's still weird... The only one that's still weird is uh, Idrid Har and Chimera, which alters your stat line. Well, he already has all the yeah. buffs he needs, Ryan. <laughs> no, stop asking. Is the answer <laughs> yeah, from I mean, I, I've always thought that was dumb. Like, he's not all of a sudden just, like, going to get, oh, I'm super stronger because I have, like, that doesn't. Make any sense versus like whatever. versus like Alvarex Mon who's about to leave and goes like, "Hey, we're gonna get sneaky. Let me go and take this camo cloak." No, you no, to, you, you can't have that. that out. But this guy's <laughs> gonna literally Mon. alter his DNA and like add chromosomes and shit because he joined this <laughs> other army. So army list FAQ. Ooh, this one's a good one. What is standard Terminator armor? And this is like the deep sigh that whoever wrote this answer is. <sighs> Listen, if a rule makes reference to standard Terminator armor, <laughs> it's not specifying a particular pattern. In these instances, its pattern is what it, what is represented on the physical model used. And only a single type of Terminator armor may be chosen for that unit when included in your army. Please refer to page 133 of the Horus Harris Legion Starters Age of Darkness list for available types of Terminator armor. So here's the thing on this. So this stealth, somebody pointed this out to me because I didn't pick up on it because you have to have three different fucking pieces of text sitting in front of you and piece this together like the fucking uh, meme from Always Sunny with the guy with the board on the wall <laughs> with the fucking <laughs> string running everywhere. Charlie Day is like... Oh, this allows you in a stealth way to put fucking storm shields on your Imperial Fist Terminators. Yes, it does. 
because the price for a shield or the it's the availability for shields and the points cost for shields says standard terminator armor. Well, now you can it says standard terminator armor is however you want to model it. So standard terminator armor can be Tartarus armor and you can put a fucking shield on it. Right? Isn't that what everybody's yes, saying? Sir. Yep. Okay. That's a pretty circuitous route to reach that explanation, but whatever. It's fixed at least. And here it is. Do primarts have particular patterns of Terminator armor? Unless specifically stated otherwise, primarts are always considered to wear a unique type of armor for game purposes. With its rules described in the unit entry, any references to primark wearing Terminator or artificer armor are purely for descriptive purposes and do not affect this in their abilities in the game. So none of that fancy uh, riding in the cestus. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Dang it. This is, this is confusing. Like, this is like, like... This is one of those, like, why did we ask this question? Because this answer doesn't... Like, the reason it was I, asked, this doesn't answer anything. I think it was asked because people were wondering if you could put... Lena no, Ross I know why it was asked, but they didn't answer it. Well, they were like, no, he's not wearing that armor. So don't put him in there. Or his wolves. <laughs> For that matter. Oh. <laughs> Sad wolf noise. <laughs> so, I don't know. Cool beans, I guess. Yeah, whatever. I'm confused, but... When I, re- when I arrive from reserves with a Terex pattern termite assault drill using the subtrained assault special rule, can I choose to place a large blast marker on top of another unit before determining scatter? No, the blast marker must be initially placed on top of impassable terrain or within one inch of an end of the model. So you can't intentionally fuck people up. It's got to be, uh, it's got to be unintentionally fucking people up. Yep. You've got to scatter into them to hurt them. Uh, some of Cassian Draco's reborn cyberthergy powers change his wounds characteristics to, or compare this to his enemy. How is this possible? When using cyberthergy power, reference to wounds should be exchanged with whole points when referring to Cassia Dracos. Neat. Yep, it makes sense now. Next one's my favorite. In the Talons of the Emperor Army list, the Horus Heresy, Book 7, Inferno, which stats did the Misericorda have? Listen. <laughs> the Misericorda is a symbol of office for the Legio Custodes. It has no in-game use and sh- can be ignored and any unit entry in which it has a piece of war gear. The mysterious misery corda. Hey, so what? what is this thing? It's nothing. Don't worry about it. It wasn't meant for you. It's a symbol of office. Quit asking. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the fuck? Uh, so, yeah. So, those are the FAQs for the general FAQs. So next up, what the the special drop pot errata? The special drop pot errata, which it, it, I mean, it's I'm six, sorry, rules clarification. It's six pages of clarification, but not they a look whole like a lot, lot of like new entries, yeah. like erratas. It's good it's though. Definitely I mean, this really is like all these legit had problems. Like I'm fine. Yeah. Like if it legit has a problem and you just change it in order to fix the problem, that is a clarification, sort of. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. The following is an errata pertaining to the various drop pods. Okay. There you go. So, for, 
first things first. Basically, we're going to be replacing the profile with all the new profiles. Uh, so first things first, Legion Drop Pod is the first one that comes up. Uh, same points, everything looks exactly the same, except now it's got a uh, impact reactive doors. Do you know what that replaced? Uh, no. It replaced a rule called immobile. Oh, okay. And that's why everybody said it was a mobile vehicle, because it had a rule named immobile. And we'll... I can go through the whole fucking history of this if somebody wants a goddamn history lesson, but to be short about it, Heresy came out, and they wrote their own drop pod rules. Okay? And then Games Workshop released a new Space Marine Codex with their own drop pod rules, and in those drop pod rules that 40K wrote, they wrote a rule called a, a mobile as a special rule on a drop pod. Well, Forge World, going all the way back to Badab, had a unit type that was a mobile, but it was unit type of mobile. It wasn't a special rule. It was a unit type, and it was in all the Forge World books. So there was a Forge World rule, or a Forge World unit type that was a mobile, and a Games Workshop rule that was a mobile on one unit. Well, then, as the years went by, what happened was, at some point, when they redid the Red Books, with well, the first time things got Red Booked, Forge World just took the Space Marine drop pod entry and copied and pasted it into Heresy. So now you had both a, a mobile unit type and a special rule on drop pods that said a mobile, and it caused all this confusion amongst a bunch of people that wanted to claim that it was an immobile unit when it never was. So this puts a fucking end to all that nonsense. Look, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 every time Ryan was passionate about that well Michael how remembers many, how many yeah. how many fucking arguments like I've answered this question I can't tell you how many times <laughs> more times than I would like to argue than, than you deserve to have had to answer Ryan anyway so since Michael's making a meme I'm just going to pick back up on these doors uh, basically <laughs> As soon as the drop pods deployed, the doors are automatically open to their full extent, and all passengers must disembark immediately when the doors open. No models can embark for the rest of the game, and once it's been deployed, it cannot move and counts as a vehicle that has suffered an irreparable immobilized result on the vehicle damage table, although no hull points are lost. So it's the same rule, they just changed the name of it so that it doesn't say immobile anymore, anywhere yeah. in the unit entry. But this rule does show up in the Dreadnought Drop Pod, which answers a lot of the questions around that one. Yep, the Dreadnought Drop Pod was a total fucking mess. So instead of having all that bullshit where it stayed in and could gain fucking shrouded when all in could shoot out, like all this other hocus pocus bullshit that raised all these Matt questions. Ward like level fuckery, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like if you're in it and it blows up, you know, do you take the strength four hit? And if you do, which side does it hit? Or what direction is the dreadnought facing? If you're shooting at the dreadnought, that's not on the table because it's embarked. If you want to shoot the dreadnought with a blast weapon, do you place it over the dreadnought that's sitting on your case across the room? Because it's not on the table to place the marker on it. Like what? You know what I mean? Like there was just so many. You couldn't play the unit without house ruling it. So the way they changed the rule is how we always house ruled it anyway. Right. Yeah. 
Dreadnought drop pod hits, doors open, Dreadnought's got to get out. Uh, it does still have the shrouded special rule, but uh, it gives it to it. the Dreadnought as opposed to making you have to stand on the door or stay inside or anything yep. like that. Well, the rule was the other you shot through it, so like enemies yeah, they got rid of also all that. get it as well. Yeah, yeah now they it's all, just the drop pod and the Dreadnought. Yeah. Yes. So just read the Burning Retros thing real quick, Dirt. All right. Uh, owing to the meteoric descent speed and the fiery blast of the drop pod's retros on arrival, the Dreadnought drop pod and any Dreadnought which disembarks from it gain the shrouded special rule when they arrive from reserve until the beginning of the controlling player's next turn. Yep. Which so is especially good at night fight. Oh, yeah. Yep. So when the Dreadnought arrives, it must get out, and now it just gets those burning retro yeah. rules. Good. Yeah, as Cleaned per up. the impact reactive doors. Yep. Fucking so done works now. And done. done. Or for that which is good so next up we go to the anvilus pattern dread claw uh it looks like it keeps the exact same stat line exact same rules only they do change up how heat blast works yep uh correct me if i'm wrong but the only thing they changed with heat blast was the addition of heat blast attacks uh may take either of the two forms described below and only one heat blast attack may be made during a given turn and that's where you can either deep strike in and do nope, the... They changed, more. they changed more than that. So what changed is, for one, it used to only be on the fire sweep you had a chance to roll a one and suffer a penetrating hit. Now it's either or. So if you deep strike and do the flame when you deep strike, you still have to roll a d6, and on a roll of a one, you take a penetrating hit. Okay. So that's different. Two, that used to say if you heat blasted, you couldn't embark or disembark, that's gone. So now you can come in from deep strike, do the flame attack, and then get out in the same turn still. No, you can't. Uh, they say? added that to the deep strike heat blast. Uh, if this mode of heat blast attack is used, models may not embark or disembark on the same turn. Where's that at? I didn't see that. At the very last Oh, I see it at the bottom. The, yeah. the bottom. Okay, never mind. So scratch that. That That's the same. It's just... Um, the other thing they changed was it, it can only do the fire sweep in the movement phase before it didn't explain that. It, okay, it so made you it do it when you uh, flat out, but now you Right, can't. so now you can only do it in the movement phase. And now it also, you can't do it to... Um, zooming flyers. Zooming flyers or flying or whatever uh, flying monster creatures. creatures. Yeah, where before it just said models passed over, so you could hit flyers with it, now you can't. So yeah, no more uh, flat outing and fire sweeping. Nope. That's cool though. It's yeah, alright. Break noted. No, it just it's clarified now. It sort of then... sucks. I don't know how you're going to use it because the thing is, uh, I think if you measure tip to tip on the legs, it's like nine inches wide and it only moves twelve inches. So the unit you pass, and you have to be one inch away from enemy models. So when you take off and land, so you can fly over like two space marines. Dig it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's seven inches wide. It's seven inches wide, but it's really nine inches wide because you have to be one inch away and you have to land one inch away. Right? So you have a three, you can fly over, you can fly over a three inch strip if you start exactly right on top of something you can fly over a three inch strip 
Okay. Neat. Cool. <laughs> that's why. That's why it should have. That's why I always push for it to be where you could do it either movement or flat out, but it was only once per turn because flat out you move eighteen inches, which actually allows you to use it. Yeah. But it is what it is. Okay, so moving on, we go to the Deathstorm drop pod, which, just like the regular drop pod, they change the immobile rule for the impact reactive doors. Yep. Uh, aside from that, uh, it looked the same to me, but I had So what they did, they, it actually went up in points, but it just automatically comes with drop pod assault, where you had to buy it, and it automatically comes with crack launchers which you had to buy. So it's actually like a 30 or 40 point discount when you factor in, it automatically comes with those now. And the other thing, it used to have a wonky on its war gear. It had like five Deathwind launchers or whatever. Like it said, it had X amount of like the weapon, the way the weapon was worded yeah. was all, all fucked up and nobody understood if it had one weapon or five weapons or whatever. And now it clearly has one weapon system, which is trash. It's good on the turn that it lands, but then after that, it's trash. Yeah. Uh, so what changed is now when it lands, a Deathstorm drop pod open, opens fire indiscriminately in the first shooting phase after it arrives from reserve. Each unit friendly or enemy with one, at least one or more models within 12 inches of the hole uh, suffers a single shooting attack from the profile listed for the Deathstorm drop pod's armament. Instead of normal shooting attack this turn. In subsequent turns, Deathstorm may only fire normally in any direction from the weapon mounting. Uh, so it's got a uh, either frag launcher, uh, f- frag launcher Deathstorm, which is a strength 5 AP4 blast, uh, heavy 2 blast with a pinning. It's a small blast. It's 48 inch, 48 inch, 48 inch range. Good lord. But when it comes in, it has to shoot within 12 inches. Yeah, it can only hit within 12. But then it could also use the crack version, which is strength 8 AP3, heavy 3. Whap, whap, whap. Which is uh, Bliss Skill 4, though. That's pretty cool. I think it went up in Bliss Skill. Yeah, that ain't nothing. Yeah, you speed 2. So, I mean... It's alright. I mean... Does it say unit or does it say model? Oh, yeah, it says unit. So, like, if you think you're going to be sneaking, drop it behind a Medusa <laughs> Medusa squadron, you're still only going to get three shots. Sorry. Yeah, because it's, it's each unit gets attacked with that. Yeah. One for each of them. Yep. Moving on to the Legion Charybdis Assault Claw. That just has the same changes made to Heat Blast from the Anvilus. Yep. Yep. And Except it really can't use it. It's super wide. I don't even know if it's possible to use it. Yeah, I can't finish its move off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too fat. It's just too fat. Well, they never did explain if you can do this. Like, this is one. So, oh, so just say this move is six inches forward and then six inches back. God damn it. Why is it doing that? Here's the Marine. And then go back to the spot it was at. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't be able to do that. It, it depends so, on. I mean, you almost, specifically... you almost have to be able to do that now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just do a U, just a big U. Yeah. Got him. 
So I guess that's I guess how you make it work, but you can't actually fly over anything and do it. It's it's not it's too wide. Yeah. So that's the drop pot errata. If you play orbital assault, might want to have that handy. Let's see, next up, uh, the last one they put out today was the specifically the custodes errata. Hang on a second. Let's see. Does it say that you have to be in hover mode to use it? Players, if they wish. Yes. Where does it say that yeah, at? You have to be in hover. It's, uh, let me go back. I'm sure you'll find it before I get there. Certain boarding calls. Uh, players may, if they wish, choose to make a heat blast attack when the model is operating in hover mode. As hover mode. Below. Okay, there you go. All right, yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to use unless you're allowed to do it you. Which I would assume you could. That's fun. Custodes errata. Yep. Here it is, boys. Saw seven pages of it. Uh, so let's see here. Towns of the Emperor Appendix, page 242. Towns of the Emperor is a new faction with a combination number of disper disparate agencies. Disparate. Disparate agencies of the Imperium under the direct authority of the Emperor. For the purposes of creating a Talons of the Emperor detachment, units from the Lego Custodia Sisters of Silence, Officio Assassinorium, yeah. oh, and Order yeah, of Sinister. Yeah, big clue there. Big clue there. A little sneaky. Army lists may be used in combination, taking account of their own unique faction special rules. Uh, allegiance. Each player as an individual faction of the Talons of the Emperor, considered to be agents of the Emperor, may only be taken in the army with a loyalist allegiance. A Towns of the Emperor detachment may ally with any other loyalist faction detachments other than Black Shields as fellow warriors. Neat. Uh, League of Custodes. Except, except Thousand Sons, because they don't have a faction for some fucking reason. Yeah, they neither do Space Wolves. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't matter for these guys. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So you can have Magnus running around with Custodes. For some reason. Well, technically, technically they're not like technically space wolves aren't loyalist. Technically, yeah, because it wasn't necessarily about the heresy; it was about the censure host versus the prosperity defense. Well, I get it because that was pre heresy, but, but god damn it! Like, yeah, it'd be nice. Like, that, why? It, yeah, it'd be nice if they had Horus heresy rules in the Horus heresy. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So rules Instead wise, space wolves and thousand suns cannot take. You as allies, in in the book in the book they were paired together in yeah yeah fair enough that's great <laughs> what a great time <laughs> what a good time to be alive okay so anyway always a problem with these fuckers uh, any models with a special rule get a bonus to their plus oh I'm sorry uh, Lego Custodes Lego Custodes special rule pre natural skill or preternatural skill. Any model in the special rule gains a bonus of plus one of their initiative in the assault phase if their weapon skill is greater than that of models that they're fighting. Used to be greater to or equal then. Nice. So now you gotta beat them. Uh, the Presidium Shield, ornate and precursors to the later Storm Shields. Presidium Shields of the Lego Stortors are forged from all but indestructible layered ceramite and resilient alloys reinforced with inbuilt fill generators. A Presidium Shield increases the invulnerable save of the bearer by plus one. 
I, in other words, a five plus becomes a four plus to a maximum of three plus. It also imposes a minus one penalty on to hit rolls of an opponent who direct their attacks against the model in the assault phase to a minimum, a maximum of six plus. A model equipped with a Presidium Shield, however, cannot use a weapon with a two-handed special rule, claim the benefit of additional close combat weapon in assault, or use the increased close combat profile when charging when charging for a guard when changing no charging for guardian spear type weapons. Yep. Yeah. So this is a big change that's very positive. So instead of re-roll and vulnerable saves, which is bad, that should be struck from the record and never allowed. It just goes to plus one. Um, the minus one to hit, it used to not clarify whether or not, like if I took a Presadium shield on a character and threw it in a unit without, with no other shields, because of the way it was worded, it just, it was like defensive grenades where you only needed one guy. Now it specifically states attacks that target that specific model are at a minus one. So I guess like when you're fighting in a, close combat if you only have one guy thrown in there with the shield you have to say i'm directing my attacks at that guy i guess yeah um so and then the other thing that changed was the guardian spear thing like now if you have a shield you don't get the better profile on the guardian spear for charging you have to use the other one perfecto little bit of baby nerf to the custodes to the custodes Vincente. <laughs> <laughs> he hit me up the other day, man. He's super pumped for Heresy Camp. I hadn't talked to him in a while, so yeah, I talked That's to him today. Cool. That's why, like me saying, <laughs> me saying uh, Italian, mm, little baby, <laughs> little I, baby. I sent, him, <laughs> I sent him my wife's uh, lasagna, pizza lasagna recipe. So now he can be super, like, like beyond super Italian. He told me, uh, he said, he said, I'm so pumped for heresy camp that I, he's in the Marines. He said that I'm taking my leave. I told my parents they could suck it. I'm using my leave for heresy camp. Yeah. <laughs> he said the same thing to me. It's so funny. I was like, hell yeah. Powerful. Vicente. <laughs> uh, perfect. Okay. So anyway, Stadium Shield. Okay. Next is A-Ray Shrikers. Air Ray Shrikes. Ancient devices of the Dark Age technology which twist and distort electromagnetic signals. These counterintelligent devices are considered blasphemous in principles and arcane functions by the Mechanicum and persist only in the hands of the Emperor's retinue. By the Malefica Jin and Hostile Blight Code, they pervert the data readouts of unshielded cogitators and telemetry plotters with lying reports and malign falsehoods, and what they That's cannot divide for real, <laughs> and what they cannot deceive, they simply blind and def- deafen with shrieking multi-frequency cacophony. Uh, so they have deep strike interference when an enemy just unit change, attempts. Just change all that fluff to these things are super fucking cheesy and way too cheap. Put them on all your guys that have access to them. These are the okay. fucking grenades you get in Metal Gear Solid that make the cameras go crazy. Like <laughs> this. That's exactly what they are. Only you don't have to throw them. They just always work. <laughs> the, it's a little cell phone jammer. What are those things called? Chaff grenades? Chaff grenades. Yeah, they're little chaff grenades from Metal Gear Solid that are always going. Or the Dazzlers in that one movie. <laughs> the fuck is that? That's you explaining <laughs> that's, to yeah, me that's the, yeah. dreadnoughts, or drop pods, how the immobile rule was brought into 
<laughs> yeah, you brought that picture that, of Charlie Day. Else would know. I guess you're just going to make that like the cover of the episode and people are going to have to find it. Yeah, sure. I can do that. Like As you were talking about a mobile, I went into meme mode and just was like like casually making a meme because that's how long that conversation took. Look how stoned I look. It's bad. I mean, that, that's pretty close to how it looks in the picture. Yeah. I think it's spot on, Michael. Thank you. So, Who looks Harry Strikes. What do they do? Okay. Uh, Charlie Day, man. Yeah, that's that's the picture of Charlie Day. You're just in front of him. Yeah, but he's like, nah, he's like got his eyes like super fucking wide open, like he's on cocaine. I'm the opposite. I'm look like I'm on like ate a bunch of downers. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Okay. So, uh, deep strike interference. When an enemy unit attempts to land via deep strike within 12 inches of model equipped with the air race strike or a chaff grenade roll a d6 before determining the results of their deep strike landing on a four plus unit suffers a deep strike mishap instead of landing note that even models usually immune to deep strike mishaps such as those that have inertial guidance systems or do not usually scatter while deep striking are still subject to this fucks their shit up uh targeting interference when a unit containing one or more of these models in the area strike is targeted by a weapon with a barrage type the attacking player must roll an additional d6 for the weapon scatter distance and pick the highest two results. A hit on a scattered dice remains a hit, however. Damn. Fuck your quad mortars. But they have two blood saves. They don't give a fuck anyway. It's it's cool. It's cool. They pay two points for those. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> uh, Solarite Power Gauntlet and Power Talons. Uh, Solarite Power Gauntlet is times two strength, AP1, melee, mastercrafted, and unwieldy. Solarite Power Talons are plus two strength, AP3, melee, shred, mastercrafted. Cool. Did they just add the Talons in there? Were the Talons not there? No, they were. I don't know what they changed. Me either. I don't care enough. Maybe they made them mastercrafted. This is what they are now. Don't care. Okay, well, I know the so... Power Gauntlets have always been mastercrafted. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's what made them different than a Power Fist. Oh, and AP1. Uh, Adrastus Bolt Cal- Caliber. It's a bolt volley, 30 inch range, strength 5, AP4, assault 3, and disintegration beam is 12 inch range, strength 5, AP2, uh, assault 1, instant death, armor bane gets hot. So before it was heavy 3. These are the guys that were heavy support that don't have relentless mm-hmm. and were like really expensive. And in order to shoot their guns, they had to stay still, which didn't make any sense. So this is like one of the few Custodes units that actually did need a buff, and they gave it to him. So now they're actually... This is like, take these guys. Oh. You want to play Custodes? Take these dudes. These are the, cool. The these Sagittarium? won't trigger anyone. Yeah, those dudes. Yeah. So combination weapon and model arm with an addresses bolt cal- caliber can fire. It's either a volley, a bolt fire, or a disintegration beam in the shooting phase. You must declare which is used before dice are rolled. If the unit is equipped with this weapon, then the controlling player must decide and declare which mode is being used by each model. Uh, okay. And if the unit does not have to entirely fire on the same mode, note that unlike conventional combat weapons, the disintegration beam can be fired multiple times during the game. Dig it. Fun stuff. Uh, the shield captain. What changes the shield captain, Ryan? I know they took off the cyber familiar. Yeah, cyber familiar is yep. gone. Um. Oh, they changed now under Tribune. It says that 
if the Emperor Mankind is present at the bottom. No, that was in book seven. Oh, it was. Yeah, um, everybody lost their shit about so it. Trisponder. I don't know, man. I think it's just the fact that he doesn't have the cyber familiar. Cyber familiar. Which is a big deal because adding plus one to his invulnerable save, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you pull up Constantine Valor and see what he lost? I know what changed. Uh, what changed on Valor? All that all that changed is his warlord trait, pretty sure. So if Constantine Valor is the army's warlord, he has a Shadow of the Throne trait rather than rolling randomly. And the Shadow of the Throne means if Constantine Valor is your warlord, he may reroll attempts to seize the initiative of missions where this is a factor. Additionally, if Constantine Valor is a warlord, he gains a teleportation transponders out of war gear and may also grant one unit with Legos Custodes special rule teleportation transponders at no additional cost. Yep, before it was the entire army. <laughs> oh, neat. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Forge World. Uh, Other than that, I'm pretty sure he's the same. Okay. What about the Legio Custodius Contemptor Achilles Dreadnought? Um, you'll have to look here. It may be a little more expensive, but the big change I know is the impaling rule. So in the assault phase in which a turn in which the model has charged to hit rolls of a six with its weapon are resolved as destroyer hits? Yeah, before it said if you rolled a six, then it's... A, then it's Basically, it made it... Before it was worded in a way that some people tried to say that if a single six was rolled, then the atten- every attack became a destroyer attack. And now it clearly states um, to hit rolls of a six with this weapon are resolved as destroyer hits. Okay. So only the ones that roll a six are destroyer, not I roll one destroyer and now all of my attacks that hits are destroyer. Cool. Next up is the Agamatis Jet Bike Squadron, which is 25 points. Do we not care if it's different points? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, it's 200 points now. Did it used to be cheaper? Yeah, it was 200 points before. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, 200 points now. Oh, I don't know if it... Oh, are, you said... Oh. Are the upgrades... The, the, the spear right is 60 no. points. Oh, why wouldn't Should you I just be... get an Inferno then? Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Let me pull it up. Is the okay. is the spear? Would you like to yell at me some more while I'm pulling it up? Yeah, we can. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to mislead people into thinking that we don't give a fuck about custodes. Hey, people, we really don't. You're right. There's other podcasts that care about custodes. You can go listen to. Are there though? Yeah. <laughs> I yes. know one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, I know of two. Uh, yeah, me too now. Now that I think about it. Powerful James Scott Telford believes in custodes. So but he plays the, them in 40k. The Contemptor Achilles? Yes. Yep. How many points? Base. Uh, two hundo? Yep, that's the same. Okay, what about its what spear? About the, How much uh, spear up there? The Dread Spear was 40. No, it's yeah, 60. 60. And then, are the, is it 15 and 5 on the other two weapons? Yeah. And Impaling okay. always said that... Uh, oh, no, you're right. Its attacks with this weapon are resolved to destroy it. So, yeah, it was kind of ambiguous. Yeah. I mean, I... We all know, know what I, it was meant to be, but... Yes. Come on. 
Okay, here's the Agamada's Jet Bike Squadron, page 272. This whole thing basically changed because the old entry had like five mistakes in it. It was a total shit show. Okay, uh, so it's got... Its initiative went up to five when it used to be four. Yep. It has a power spear instead of a power lance now, which a power spear is something that exists. Power lance did not. It lost the Misericorda. Oh, then I yep. took it away instead of just ignoring it? Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, and now the bike is armed with a Lastrum bolt cannon instead of a weapon that didn't exist. That's right. I, I knew one of these things had a weapon that just wasn't in the book at all. Um, so now it, listed, it has... It, yeah, it you did have the Elastus bolt. Yeah, all day. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Elastus <laughs> bolt cannon is what it had before. Now it has the Lastrum <laughs> bolt cannon. Yeah. Um, it now has split fire where before it had some other fucking rule that there was no entry for. No, it had or, split fire. No, it had yes, something it else where it allowed Sweeping it to fire. fire. That's what it was. So it had sweeping fire when they only had, well, they only have one weapon per guy, and sweeping fire allowed you to fire two weapons. Yeah. So I guess one guy in the unit could have thrown a grenade, I guess before, but <laughs> it, was, it was stupid just to have that tacked on there. Um, I think all the points are the same though, or are they not? Two twenty-five, two twenty-five, seventy-five, five, fifteen, thirty-five. Uh, no, they dropped the points, or oh, no, they they they, they buffed the points. the points on the Adrathic Devastator and the Corvée Las Pulsar. They bumped them both up ten points. Okay, that's not enough, but at least it's something. It's going the right direction. <laughs> okay, next unit is the Telamon Heavy Dreadnought, three hundred points. It's on page... Oh, it doesn't say a page on this one for some reason. Uh, yeah, because it wasn't in the book, I don't think. I think oh, that was yeah. one of the online rules. Yeah. So it's 300 points now. Uh, Let's go ahead and see. I guess on this one that means that... I, I believe before in the Telemon rule, wasn't it a uh, experimental rules? Yeah. So this would bring it into the playable rules. So if something you're gonna like have restricting... to look at this one really close because I was so disgusted with custodes at the time that this came out, and I looked at this thing's points and just kind of glanced through what it did, and then compared it to a Leviathan, which is only 25 points cheaper, and just kind of threw my hands up and ignored it. So I'm not like super familiar, like memorized of what this thing did because I read it once and was like, yeah, I'm over this. <laughs> I think one of the main changes. I think this might have been the one where there's some kind of controversy about its uh, its Cestus, where it didn't specify that the bonus attacks for having multiple Dreadnought Close Combat weapons was included. So people were Let's switching just compare. for the guns and keeping Does them. Michael, can Michael compare it? Yeah, I, I'd have to go back and re-download the uh, old Telemon rules. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do right now, too. I mean, the old ones were experimental anyway, so it doesn't really matter what changed. Yeah. This makes them official. So, okay. So let's see here. Points wise, the new Telemon is three hundred. The old Telemon is. Come on, Forge World website, reload for me. Wow, dude. Say no joke. It's the slowest internet I've ever seen in my life. It knows you're waiting on it. Yep. 
So how you guys doing? You guys out there doing all right? You been hanging doing out? Doing all right. Doing all right. Oh my god, it's the fucking 40k version. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <sighs> yeah. So as you're sitting there driving in traffic right now, I just you want to just you want to just the new one out because, like we said, the old one's experimental anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Well, I want to see if they made it more expensive. Okay, so before uh, I, I got to pull it up now. Okay. Don't do it, kitty. Don't do it. Okay, so before they were both 300 points. I mean, that's just that yep. happened. Uh, weapon skill six, five, nine. Uh, weapon skill six plus skill five, strength nine, front armor 13, side armor 13, rear armor 12, initiative five, four attacks, whole points four. Uh, still vehicle walker. Uh, so, yeah, this wasn't experimental in these rules, by the way. Uh, League of Sodas, Telemon, Heavy Dreadnought is a heavy support choice. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, move through cover, unyielding sentinel, indomitable charge. It's got two Telemon Cestus within built. Yep, yep. Smoke launchers, yes. One torso mounted speculus, spicabundus launcher, yes. Searchlight, yes. Extra armor, yes. Armored ceramite, yes. Multi-layered refractor field, yes. Oh, yep. So they added the thing. Note that the bonus close combat attack is already included in the Telemon's Dreadnought profile. Woohoo! So, okay. So, it's full. So, yeah. so by removing that and getting a gun on there, you lose an attack. Other than that, it looks like uh, 30 points, 25 points. Yeah, everything else is the same. Uh, concentrated fire, 973, 91, Exoshock. Yes, yes, Heavy 7, Heavy 5 rending, uh, Heliothermic. Wait, 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 wait. The new concentrated blast is only Heavy 2. Did it used to be Heavy 3? Uh, heavy 2. Nope. Both are Heavy 2. Okay. Uh, 36-inch range, Template 5, 2, Assault 1, gets hot. Yes, yes. Cestus, melee, times two, two, melee, shred, murder, strike, melee, shred, murder, strike. Uh, 48-inch range, strength five, AP four, heavy five, rending, volley fire, volley fire. Yep, all the same. Oh, wait, someone happened to volley fire. Uh, if the bear does not move in the movement phase, it may double the number of shots fired by this weapon. Note that the relentless special rule does not allow models to move and claim the benefit of this special rule. If the bear does not move in the movement phase, it may double the number of shots fired this weapon at the Roland Special Rule does not allow the model to move and claim benefit of this special rule. Okay, no, it's the same. Yep, it cool. So, bam. Yep, exactly the same, except it's extra attacks included in the profile, so if you switch it over to your weapon, you're going to be a three-attack Telemon instead of a four-attack Telemon. Woo! And we done. So, Ryan... Get the list out. What Got are we it. missing? Boom. So what didn't they... You want me just to read what they didn't fix? Yeah. Okay. Well, how many, so here... Well, just, just check. Like, how, like, okay. So stat-wise, I wrote it down here. So we sent them 74 total questions. And they did not... Cakes. And they did not answer 27 of them. Um, and this yeah. might actually go down to 26 because I didn't think they answered 27. And then we found out that they really did answer the storm shield question only through a weird culmination of shit. <laughs> so I, so I think they weird, didn't like, answer 26 of them. Like a chain of precedence. Okay. So one third of the questions got answered. Is that what we're hearing right now? No, no, no. Two thirds. Two thirds of the questions got answered. One they answered. They 
they answered like 60. I wrote it. I don't. I figured up the percentage earlier to be silly and posted it on our Facebook because somebody asked 65%. Nah, because it was lower. It was because I said, I said how many they didn't answer. It's not important. But so it's roughly a third. What are, it's roughly what a third. What are the important ones that are still on the table? Um, so they didn't address which fucking because they they tried to say in this one that you use the most current profile and all that shit or use the most book, but still in the most up to date book with Lorgar in it, he. In one section of the book, it says he has malefic demonology, and in his entry, it still says that he doesn't. And then if he does get malefic demonology, which I assume that he does, but if he does get it, can't does he choose his powers from it just like he does the other ones, if you pick Transfigured? Okay, what else? So that that's not addressed. Um, if you conjure a unit of demons... Do they score? They still haven't addressed that because under conjuration, on the rule bo- in the rule book, it says all conjured units are scoring units. Yes. But then I want to say in the new, where was the other section? Is this the rule? Oh, it's in the rule book. Hang on. Do do do. Sorry, I'm trying to find this. Psychic phase. Trying to figure out. I can't remember which part of the book that was in about demons. Do you remember that? Where that was at? It may have been in the appendices where they've got the uh, the rules for the different psychic powers. I'm going. I'm going. So, I mean, for the most part, like I don't know, like a lot of these rules clarifications that are in there. Oddly enough, like most of them yeah, have summoning. come up in any of my games. Uh, I had. Hang on, we'll get there. Demons treated. Um, special. Possess older rules. Both players agree. Blah blah blah. Summoning may not be used. Yeah, it doesn't address whether they're scoring or not. So under, yeah. So we don't know. So if you summon a unit of pink horrors, we don't know if it's scoring or not. In in one Can part of the Lorgar do it, it, we don't know or not. <laughs> yeah. Can Lorgar do that? We don't know. Um, so they still didn't answer if unique special character dreadnoughts like Cass and Dracos, Rylan, or Telemachus count as dreadnoughts or Contemptor or whatever because they're all counted as unique Walker, which. There aren't any vehicles or any other references to what a unique walker is. So, same thing with the Maragal Dreadnought. There's no Dread, you know, like a Storm Eagle, a fucking Drop Pod, none of that references uh, Maragal. They all reference other Dreadnought types. So, we don't know if that counts or not. Um, they didn't answer whether Super Heavy Tanks or whether certain super heavies count as tanks for Wright's War or anything like that. They only answered for Orth. They didn't answer for, like, the Dark Angel... What's the Dark Angel tank, Wright of War? I forget. Iron Wing? Iron Wing Protocol? Yeah, they didn't answer for that. They didn't answer for um, Armored Breakthrough, because Armored Breakthrough, you have to have more tanks than certain things. It doesn't 
like if that Blood counts angels. as a tank. Yeah. So didn't answer that. Nobody knows. Um, they didn't address whether injured horror stats change, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that they don't, but they didn't specifically say one way or the other. Um, they fixed the chaplain or fixed, changed, addressed, whatever the chaplain in Terminator armor. What happens with the, you know, that the fact that he doesn't get the Terminator power weapon, it just his he takes his Crozius instead. But they didn't address all the other characters like uh, Primus Medicaids or librarians or any of that other shit that can take Terminator armor that also comes with the Zone War gear. So they addressed one of the many that probably should be addressed. Um, they didn't address whether or not the heavy support jet bikes points are fucking wrong. Like maybe. where? <laughs> maybe they're not. <laughs> where so so a normal so a normal jet bike at fast attack is thirty five points, and then it's ten points for a multi melta or whatever, which makes it forty five. If you look at the heavy support jet bikes, they start at forty five. Because they already have the multi-melta included, which makes sense. But then to upgrade the multi-melta to a Volkite Colvarin or a Plasma is still the same points cost as it is to upgrade the Heavy Bolter in the original unit. So you're double dipping and double paying if you switch from the Heavy Bolter to something else in Heavy Support. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so they didn't address that, which that could just be a unit thing, whatever. This was kind of a big one. They didn't address what the fuck... In, in Predator Strike Squadron, armed with a Predator cannon and Sponson only, they didn't address, like, for Armored Breakthrough, it says that you can't upgrade beyond this. Does that mean no dozer blades? Does that mean no extra armor? Does that mean no pinel matter what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get that you can't upgrade the turret. It specifically mentions the turret, but doesn't make mention of, like, dozer blades, extra armor, any of that shit. Which would seem silly that you couldn't put a dozer blade on it. I get that, so but I feel like penal weapons are a gray area. Yeah. But, so they didn't address that. Um, <laughs> when using uh, Dreadnought Talon in Blood Angel Army, does it count as three Dreadnoughts or one unit? It doesn't address that. Um, same thing with Suborbital Strike Wing for Blood Angels. It doesn't address whether that counts as one unit or three for the Blood Angel rule of how many units you have to have with Legion of Stardews versus other units. Um, they changed the Alvex Mon rule and did whatever, but they didn't address whether a unit can join him in the drop pod. Because if you look at the independent character rules, it says if a independent character joins a unit that has a dedicated transport, it can ride in there with them, but it doesn't ever say anything about a unit because you, you could never buy a dedicated transport for the independent character. It was always buy it for the unit when all those rules were written. And now you're in the reverse situation and the it's not worded where it goes both ways. I mean, I assume that it is, but some people want to argue that you can't. Does that make sense? Yeah. Derek's looking at me confused. I'm, I'm just confused. Don't worry about me. Are you really confused? Well, okay, I wasn't familiar with the character, but having you explain it then, uh, I get it now. So, what I'm getting at is, Alvex Mon buys a, dr a drop pod. Yeah, him. I didn't realize that he bought one for himself, but now that you said that, yeah. now, now it all makes sense. Yeah. So, 
if you join him to a unit of Mordathan in in went during deployment, can you then put them all in the drop pod? You can if the Mordathan bought a drop pod and attached Alvex Mon, yeah. you could do it that way, but can you go the other way? So they didn't address that. Um they didn't address if you're using drop assault vanguard, can you attach independent characters uh, with the jump infantry unit type to the assault vanguard? And if you do, do they arrive on turn one attached to the squad that was part of the vanguard? Because it says in that right of war that the drop assault vanguard arrives automatically turn one, and it says it's made up of the assault squads. Well, what happens if you attach guys to that assault squad? Like, it doesn't explain whether they arrive or not, or if you can't. Um, everybody plays that they do, but it doesn't explain. Um, if you take militia, uh, slash warp called army with the heavy ordnance battery consisting of Medusas and then upgrade the Medusas to breacher shells, do these fully replace the standard rounds or become an additional ammo type? Like when you upgrade a quad mortar, they don't address that. So for example, the Medusa gun, on the actual Medusa tank battery, like when you take Phosphex on the, the large one, it specifically states that it replaces it. And then on the quad mortar, it specifically states it's additional ammo type. The militia one is worded in a weird way that doesn't say that it's either. Hmm. So it's a gray area. I don't know. It just says you mm -hmm. may use the... Yeah, so it doesn't... They didn't address that. Um, if you take apothecaries, if you take a detachment of apothecaries in a Blood Angel army, does this? How does this interact with Host of Angels? Once again, the Blood Angel Host of Angel rule—it's caused two or three problems here. So my guess is the reason they didn't address it is because they're just going to change the way that whole fucking rule functions, since it's a pain in the ass. It, that's probably my guess is why they didn't fix it. Um, yeah, they—they they didn't address anything about how certain like. For example, for example, that Chrysos Mortiger guy, or maybe it's not him; it's the other guy. Anyway, you know how certain special characters are obviously a console of a certain type, but it doesn't state that they are. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, the the fucking Salamander guy that's both a library level one psyker and a chaplain, uh, uh, Xiphus Jur. It doesn't ever say that he's. It doesn't say that he's a chaplain. So, like, for example, Covenant of Fire Rider War only allows one console, so you can fucking cheat and take a chaplain and then take a, him and get around that and have two chaplains in the army. So they didn't address that. Um, they didn't address how Dreadnought Talons interact with rules that grant bonuses or ability to units before deployment. Uh, for example, if you take an Emperor's Children army with the Mariscara Rite of War, which gives a unit uh, outflank, or uh, what's this? Which gives outflank to up to three units that are in a leech choice. Does uh, does a single talent of three contemptors count as a unit, or do they count as three separate units? And also remember, they all have to be deployed within six inches per the talent rules. So this it's like it's fucked up, and they don't explain how that works. Um. They didn't address, which we've went into multiple times, the dice modifiers, like, is an auto-pass or an auto-fail if, if it modifies dice 
to where a one succeeds, like for Night Lord's talent for murder. They didn't address that. They didn't address the Blade of Perdition, even though it was worded very similar to Scoria, and they changed the way Scoria's weapon worked. They didn't touch the Blade of Perdition. Um, so it's still the same. There's a Space Wolf one here that they didn't address. I don't know. about the Lehman Rust making veterans compulsory troops. No, they addressed that. They addressed it for rights of war. I thought it said rights of war and other abilities. Anyway, I mean, if they fixed it for rights of war, you can assume that it's fucking. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it, in the Pale Hunter's right of war, third bullet point on page 25, does a Charybdis or a Dreadclaw count as a drop pod for limitations of this right of war? Because it says that you can't take drop pods, but there's no... It doesn't specify if that's, you know, drop pod assault rule or just a legion drop, drop pod in the drop name. pod. Yeah. Yeah. So, because um, there's no unit type drop pod. It's kind of fucking weird. Um, they didn't affect, they didn't address like Magnus, whether or not Novas or Witchfires. For the the D Novas, so they didn't address that. Um, uh, when using the drop assault Vanguard right of war, if a single unit out of several units that makes up the Vanguard is within twelve inches of enemy models, does the entire Vanguard benefit from darken the skies against those models, or only the unit that is within twelve inches? So it's worded in such a way. Like it says, the drop assault vanguard, blah blah blah. It like it doesn't explain that if you have one unit with that rule within twelve of an enemy, if the entire drop assault vanguard is affected or just that unit. It's vague, so they didn't answer that. And then the last two that they didn't answer, um, just Darren. Now start at five, but back in the day they started at three. Um, but in the current book where they now start at five it still says you can buy up to seven additional terminators for a total of 12 uh is this an artifact left over for when they started at three or is it intentional that they're the only terminator unit that can buy up to 12 guys because currently you can buy 12 just Aaron. Hmm. um and then also just Aaron and death shroud are the only terminators in the game with no dedicated spartan option is this intentional or an oversight? They didn't address that. Well, by God. And they also didn't address the... That. No, and they didn't address the Tyrant Siege Terminators if they can shoot the missile launcher and the combi bolter like Cyclones in 40k used to be able to. And maybe you still can. I don't know anything about Ape and Cyclone missile launchers. Um... But they didn't answer that either. So all in all, nothing crazy missed besides the Dreadnought one that really bugs you. And that does. There's and um the some the demon summoning one is like in the Lorgar one. Those are all fairly big. Yeah. The demon summoning they may address in uh, Ruin Storm because we're supposed to see demon rules in that. Yeah, and also, like, some of them are weird where they addressed it, 
like the chaplain thing where they specifically address the chaplain Terminator armor, but not the other several characters that run into the same issue. Yeah, that's that's really weird. Like, why not just fix it all? Like, it says, like, if a console comes with specific war gear, it surplants the Terminator war gear, and they they get their war gear instead of the Terminator war gear? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, if they meant it to all work the same way, instead of giving us an example and expecting us to extrapolate the rest, they could have just said console types with this mandatory stuff behave a certain way. Yeah. Um... And then, like I said, the Predator one is a little annoying, too, that they didn't address the Predator. Like, it says Predators can't be further upgraded than this, but what the fuck does that mean? Does that just mean the turret can't be changed or, like, no additional war gear, like dozer blades and extra armor and shit? So, end of the day, man, you're a teacher grading this FAQ. What are you giving it? (sighs) It's hard, man. Why you gotta gotta ask that? So, what, like a, a B plus? A B minus? Like a C. It's not failing, but it's definitely like, you're not going to write passed, but I mean, for improvement. It's hard because, you know, we've wanted this for so long, so it's good that it came. But yeah. it's fucking crazy that this took so long. So do you factor that into the grade? That it took fucking two and a half years? Because we needed nah, it you, for like a year. I mean, you, you do get points off for being late. You do want the kid to pass. Like, you don't want, like, you don't want... You don't want to send him note home to his mom, but you want to let him know, like, hey, stop turning stuff in late like this. Yeah, this definitely would have been a different conversation if it had come out, like, within a month or two of book seven. I mean, it's certainly not an A. Right. It's certainly not an F. No, definitely not an F. I think it's C C plus for me. <laughs> right, it's so critical. <laughs> well, I mean, I agree with that. Why are like, you laughing? I mean, it, I, you're asking my honest like, opinion. I mean, you, go back and listen to this episode. All the shit that we, <laughs> I mean, this just came out today, and you can ask Michael. It was out for a half hour, and I just glanced over it and spotted like three things that I was like, "Well, this needs like, what were they doing here? Why does this say this?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Looking at it and picking out stuff, that just raises more questions. So C+. Plus. Yeah. C+, plus from the Kimmel. I can agree with that. I feel like it would have been a B if it had come out closer to uh, closer to Inferno. Yeah. But, I mean, we do appreciate it. It's way better than nothing. Yeah, I'm yeah. not cheating on it or whatever. I mean, we definitely... It's, it's def- anything's better than... And nothing and I'm not I, and I also I really fucking hate that augury scanner change I cannot express how much that I don't like that oh yeah that is pretty is that going to take pretty that punishing. C pl- you're like you know what C C just for that <laughs> no it's that's no 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 I'm saying like it probably would have been a B somewhere in the B's but I that dropped it a fucking because that's going to be a problem that that's meta the, slash game changer that's going to be really obnoxious. Like, and you know, some people are going to love it. That's an opinion thing, and people are going to think I'm making fun of them, and I kind of am. But there's a lot of guys that like to, you know, drool over their dice while they're playing and wear football helmets that only want to play gunline armies and not move any fucking miniatures, and it's going to help those people. Yeah, and 
I fucking hate that. Like, I hate playing against it. And I hate, like, I, I've tried to play armies like that. And it's so goddamn boring. And I just, I fucking hate that play style. And I don't think it's good for the game. For sure. I'm the same way. Like, I, now, and that that's going to, like, completely drive this meta to boring play style. And then you're just gonna be launching quad quad mortars at each other, and nobody's ever gonna bring flyers or drop pods or anvilus or anything Maybe. cool. If this was 40k, 100% yes. But the the fucking community has proven me wrong before. How on- many lists have you made, like where people have already pre-submitted that list before augury scanners got nerfed? Like that's like the classic. Like this is the army I have. I figure I'll just stand back and shoot at everything that comes at me. And then you're like, eh, well, hold on. You would be a little bit more mobile. Yeah. That's like well, every I mean, that's, army. Ever. I think, so normal standard pods, dread claws are going to take a little bit of a hit, but not as bad because they can jink and that you don't have to get out of them. Normal drop pods are fucking taking a huge hit, huge, huge hit. Because even like say you have a five man plasma team and a drop pod, and you get out and they know like they know they're playing against orbital assault. Even if they normally just had, you know, whatever like ten ten tactile marines or they're gonna pre know. So it's not like they're gonna put their fucking guys with augury scanners and vehicles. They're just gonna stand them out in the open. And then no matter where you deep strike, even if you're just taking ten rapid fire bolt guns to the face on your five man plasma team, it's probably gonna kill it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's and then like the the it's so easy to give like multiple quad launcher batteries, fucking augury scanners, uh either through Master of the Signal, Apothecaries, you know, whatever. Um the fact that it's any weapon type now, so like even just like tactical support squads with melta guns, tactical support squads with flamers. Uh, tactical support squads with Volkite chargers, all that shit is going to be able to intercept now. Yep. And, and then Welcome not to, to mention, like, Death, Death Guard reaping lists that get, like, heavy support guys as troops. You can just be like, here's my four fucking heavy support squads, and I'll just put all your scanners, and I'll just stand here and not move models. And then when you outflank that rhino or whatever with your white scars even though it's not deep striking like it used to and even though it's 38 inches away I'm still going to shoot it yeah sorry Lucas you're going to have a bad time with your <laughs> with your jetpikes nowadays <laughs> yeah so I just it's I don't know I'm not a fan of that it needs to have a range on it at a minimum yeah yeah, you got to be real careful when you start fucking with the action economy. For sure. Imperial Fist, last cannon teams just got so much better. Well, and see what's going to happen. So, because you can't... Because they've gotten rid of, like, drop pods being able to deal with fucking gunline shit, in a way, because of the way augury scanners and all that shit works and the prevalence of them, the only answer to that now is to counter-barrage that with your own artillery. Yep. So then you're just forcing other players into that same fucking playstyle. Range fighting. And then the then the the only option beyond that is to 
start everything on the board in a bunch of really hard to kill fucking vehicles to ignore bolt of fire. So like doing like my uh, death guard list is now with all the land raiders and shit drive at people. So it's going to turn into like gun lines versus gun line or gun line versus a bunch of vehicles like transport everybody and transport driving at gun said gun line. It could. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying like it very well could turn into that. Like you're going to get like yeah. all the outflanking drop pods, deep strike. I mean, imagine like now, like just taking javelins. Like I just want to take a unit of javelins and outflank them. Okay, cool beans. Well, they're fucking armor 11. So here's my, you know, my Volkite Colvarin team that shoots them from 45 inches away. You know, 360, like a lot of those abilities you're not going to want to use. Yep. Don't have an answer for you, man. Yeah, we'll just have to see. So that's the one thing I'm like truly not a fan of. But that's me personally. There's probably some fucking, like I said, some Iron Warrior guy that all he wants to do is take Iron Havocs and Tyrants and Quad Mortars and not move a single model. Doesn't even own a tape measure. <laughs> Some Imperial Fist guy who bought a bunker and was like, fuck yeah. Sweet. But to me, I just great. like, that's just so boring to me. All right. Well, anyway. That's it for FAQ episode, man. This was a long episode. Discussing straight FAQs. It was crunchy. It's a crunchy episode. I guess next week we'll jump back on normal schedule where we'll actually answer your voicemails and such and your emails and your list people are getting antsy man I get like (laughs) emails like hey bro did you get my list like yeah bro I got your list like what the fuck man I'm like I'm gonna tell you bro did fucking world eaters doing whatever I mean, yeah, we do world leaders and FAQs hit us, and then, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, guys, if you have any other questions, you can find us at Radio Freest Van on Facebook as well. You can send us emails Michael at Warhammer30k.com, Ryan at Warhammer30k.com, Derek at Warhammer30k.com, or Scott at Warhammer30k.com. If you have any questions regarding this email, in, in regards to this episode, or, you know, maybe we got some stuff wrong. Who knows? Who knows? So may have. It's all new to us. We've read it for. We've had it for like, what five hours, six hours, five like, hours, an yeah. afternoon. Yeah, but anyway, I'm fucking starving, so I'm gonna go get some food. <laughs> Y'all have a good. One. We're gonna kick off some some music. Bye. Later, boys. Bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs>